Came with the what's up, man? The jacket. What's up, man? Chilling. Business. As usual. Business is business. <laughs> Strictly business. Strictly. You know what I mean? <laughs> what's up, man? I'm go. Mike's mic check. Mike, oh, I'm one. here. I'm here. You good? We here. We here. We here. We here. One, two, three, three, two, one. One, two, one, two. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, She's shy. Yeah. Mic check. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. All right. Well, while we're at it, I mean, I just want to make sure. Uh, where are we at? This is ninety six. Yep. Yep. Ninety six. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, we up there. We are up there. We're we getting there. We're getting there. We are up there, man. Shout out to everybody that's listening to us, man. It's, I'm going to just start with that, man. Shout out to everybody. Very important. Yeah. How was y'all week, man? Y'all good? Good. I watched, um, for the first time, Queen and Slim yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yep. Wow. You know, I get the shit late. Yeah. Super late. Yeah, got emotional good. at the end. You got emotional? I swear to God. Why? I think I cried. No, you didn't. Single tear? I swear. I, well, I was teary. You was teary? You get yeah. teary for, for during movies? Well, that one hit home, obviously, because of the ending. And for me, it was kind of like just a, um, kind of like a, how do you say that? Kind of like it was bringing home the point that we're kind of always fighting. Mm. So that was kind of like, that's why I got emotional. We're still in the same kind of state, I mean, as black people. So that's why I was kind of got, I got emotional. Because it's frustrating. I never watched it. Never? No. It's a good movie. I liked it. Did you watch it? Did y'all watch it? Yes. It's a good movie. Yes. Very good. It got very it, good. It, it got mixed reviews. Man, mixed reviews. It wasn't. I mean, when good. I say very good, it's because like, for me, it was kind of like the string of events. It just so happens that black. It was always black people, so they <laughs> always managed to get away somehow. Yeah. So that was kind of like okay, like y'all are really lucky. Well, yeah. You know. But outside of that, I like the message at the end. You know. I'll have to watch it. Yes, I won't spoil it for you. Oh, I mean, you can. That, that won't stop. I me mean, from I won't spoil it for people who haven't watched it. Then, man, the movie's like a year and a half old, fam. I know, but you know, some people have, didn't watch it, so man, I don't want to spoil it for them. Man, please, you spoil it all you want. Slay, nah, man, pretty cool, easy. It was, it was alright. Easy peasy. Yeah, nothing spectacular. Not too kept crazy. It, kept it light. Kept it light. All right, you. Everything was cool. <laughs> Everything was cool. Hey, man, I'm trying to get some things going on my side, man. That's all. That is all. And we have a guest today. Yay. We, we do. Have a, we have a guest. Um, for the people uh, who maybe, they might be like confused because we never have guests. Is, is she we a, never you have do. guests. Yeah, yeah, but about. not really. Well, this year we haven't had any, really. We had like Freddie once. That was yeah. it. But that's not a guest. That's not a guest. That's, that's like that doesn't count. No, we haven't had no uh, real, a guest in a while. Yeah. So today we have Rama. Yes. Do I say last name too? Or just Rama? Yeah, you can say it. The whole government? Not the whole government. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'll just say Rama from The Study. Yes. Um, We're going to talk about uh, your platform and everything that you do. Kind of, you know, get get the gist of of who you are and what you do. Because you have a very interesting platform, which is why you're here. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. Well, thank you for coming, first off. I'm so excited. Um, actually, you know what, man? Let's get some applause. Round of applause. applause. Yeah, yeah man. Let's, let's get some, some applause. applause, man. Let's get some applause. Uh, like I said before, thank you to everyone that's listening to us. To all of you who are not listening to us, I mean, hey, thank you too. 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, now usually I, I start off with some music. I do not know what to start with, but I feel like because I saw Swiss get the bag, so I'm gonna just start off with Swiss. Now hold on, let me get my my drops in order. As we proceed to give you what you need. Ah, yes. Ladies and hustlemen, dope boys and girls, welcome to Dope on the Table, episode 96. Dope set that. J.O., Alex, and Slay. Uh, table full of dope on Twitter. Uh, dope on the Table podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, J.O. Cocaino on Twitter. Uh, Slay Mister on Instagram and Twitter. Alexandre Pition, the other A is a V. Change your fucking name on Instagram. But... Uh, <laughs> And Alex on Pizza on uh, Facebook, and he doesn't entertain Twitter, so don't even ask. Um, and no, how I don't do Twitter. That's the best social media. So I heard. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, Alex is a. You know, no, it's not for me. His mind is too elevated for the people. <laughs> um, so yeah, y'all can hit us up on there. Use the hashtag DOTP. Whatever you hear in terms of a conversation you want to engage with us, tag us, hit us, um, and yeah. We already we already got the introductions out the way. So Ms. Rama, Rama, yes. welcome to the show. Thank you once again. Thank you for coming. Don't get shy, by the way. <laughs> this so is a fir- this is a first ever uh, appearance on a show where she's talking. So the first ever appearance, point blank. You oh, never wow. show your face. I never. I love anonymity. 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 Yeah. Yes, I love that. Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just get stressed. I just like people not knowing who I am. I enjoyed that too. Yeah. You like the unknown. But you talk yes. on the podcast, Alex, right? So that's me coming out of my shell. Or else you would I wouldn't be really cuz that's why I'm pretty much not on Twitter. I wouldn't be on Instagram. I'd only have Facebook if mm-hmm. it wasn't for this podcast, honestly. So I understand where you're coming from. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, tw- yeah. You'd be on Twitter? Yeah. No, yeah, Twitter, yeah. I mean, people enjoy Twitter. It's just funny. I mean, everything that goes to the other platforms start on Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, the mother of all true. other so platforms. So why not yeah. be yeah. at the source? For me, no. Because you know why? Like, I started back in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I saw the fuck shit early. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I, it got to me young. 
Maybe it's like a scar that I have and I don't yeah. want to go back to that. The fuck know. shit. What was the fuck shit that you saw, man? At the time? Yeah. It was crazy. Twitter was crazy at the time. No, it was. 2009, yeah. Like uh, my first year of CJEP, I was on Twitter. What was what was crazy going on at the time? No, just the way people spoke. Mm-hmm. Like uh, just uh, the thoughts. Uh, I, like I just saw the fuck shit early. I was like, mm, that's not really... That's not, your I'm, that's not what I'm about. No, it was the Wild West back then. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm cool. And I never went back to it. A lot of people are getting canceled from that era of tweets. Yeah. See? That's true. Yeah. So, And plus, there's that also. The fact like you, you're, leave, you're leaving a dig- digital imprint mm-hmm. that never really goes away if you don't go back to it. So sometimes it's like the way you were thinking back in 2009, like how old was I? I was like probably like 18. Yeah. So that's why to me it's like it wasn't really necessary. I didn't see the value in what people were tweeting. And even myself, like I was just tweeting some random ass shit. So I was just like, like everybody else. Just yeah, like right now. To me, like right I don't now. see the purpose. Yeah. I didn't see the purpose really. In, but now today, like you say, it's the mother of all other platforms mm-hmm. because everything starts on Twitter. Now people don't, wouldn't really understand why someone wouldn't want to be on Twitter. But I just don't see like I, I feel like people are just like they tweet for retweets. A lot yes. of people. You know, so to me, it's like it's it's uh, it's not genuine. It doesn't come from a real place for some people. Well, at least when I was on uh, in two thousand in, in nine at the time, right? Mm-hmm. right? But it's still wow. that way right now. So to, someone told me to curate kind of like my timeline and try to you know cancel out the the, the fuck shit. But mm-hmm. to me, it's like I don't see the purpose of being on all social platforms and trying to engage with the people. That's not really what i'm about i do engage on facebook and it doesn't really go the way it should <laughs> so that's why I'm, it's better for me to be off twitter yeah but that's that's because of who you engage with that too i mean on your facebook you have like your friends and people you know right but facebook i'm also on like in like groups oh, okay, sometimes yeah, that's i see where, yeah. you know like yeah. i follow certain pages i see certain comments okay that's why it's like you know and i'm older too so twitter has groups oh yeah yeah or is it like um not groups, but they, did, didn't they uh, say they were they was gonna they were gonna start like a feature like that about groups on Twitter? No, groups, I saw that. You've, I follow pages. Sorry, like for example, Bleacher list. Report. Is there pages like that? There's lists on Twitter, but it's not really a group. I know they announced a, like twenty thousand features. There's <laughs> like, a bunch of new features coming <laughs> two to weeks Twitter. Ago. <laughs> they're coming for everybody's next. Like they're doing like Patreon. They're doing Instagram. They're doing Clubhouse. All on Twitter. Um, I took part in a, a room on a Twitter. Yeah, I, w- I preferred that. A room on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. they like have Like a clubhouse. Oh, yeah? Space. Yeah. It's better, I feel like, than clubhouse, but... Why? Don't say that now. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come after you. So, basically, I like it more because you can add reactions. Okay. So, when someone's talking on Clubhouse, like, you can't do anything if you're, the, right. you're in the audience. Or you can, like, tap your mute button to say, I'm applauding. On Twitter. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, mute, mute. <laughs> You're just like that. But on um, on, on Twitter spaces, what happens is you can put like a hundred emo- emoji right, or right. like a heart, whatever. So that's really good. Um, and also the quality of the rooms is better. But I feel like that's just because not a lot of people have access to the feature. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing happened with Clubhouse. Like Clubhouse, I want to say in November is not the same Clubhouse. As right now. now. Oh, of course not. So there's that. Um, Yeah, I think it's just that. But the scary thing about Twitter spaces is that they transcribe every conversation. (laughs) And at the end of the conversation, you have access to the transcription. 
But so you could see what everyone, everyone said pretty yes, much. No, but no, all, no. other people are going to see that, like the government, <laughs> the police. So that's the only thing that scares me right now. But um, they're saying it's for accessibility, like people that can't hear mm. and stuff like oh. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. how they're putting right. it. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. so, right. So, that's crazy. So yeah, that's the only thing that's a bit scary. I think you can record also on Twitter Spaces, on Clubhouse. You can't record. Oh, when you they, can record? No, when you, they see you... When they see you start recording, you get a notification that says if you do it again, you'll just be banned. So, banned from Clubhouse or that room? I think it's from Clubhouse. I've never tried to do it again. Oh, um, you tried? Yeah, I think one time, you know, sometimes you press buttons and I just started recording. I don't know why. And then it was like, stop. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kick me out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much These it. are just ways to get your attention at this, at this point. You know, yeah. like they just want to keep you on your phone. So, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's the goal of every app. Right. So at this point, it's like it's just distract, distracting you at this point yes. from really everything else that's going on. Right. Because exactly. if you think about it, like they're all they're always competing for your attention. Mm-hmm. And the, the longer they keep you on the, the app, the better they could pump like ads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the ads. That's why for me, it's like especially now because of like uh, the lockdown and everything, I've been on my phone a lot more. So that's why like I, I try to limit as best as much as I can. The, the distractions right so for me I, I don't see the purpose in like really adding another distraction on top of wh- what i already have like i already have games on my phone now like you have games on your games. phone i swear like that's that's it's to that point right like you're at you're in the crib you're not doing anything so you're trying everyone to has yourself. games on their phone i no, don't know clearly no i don't play games on I don't my phone. Play games. Yeah, I do. you don't play them but you have them on your phone i don't have them you I don't, don't think so. You don't have, well, it comes, I think your phone like automatically comes with like candy crush or something. I don't have that. No. 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 I'm, no. So no. I'm with no. iPhone. I'm sorry? I don't think, I think with Samsung you do get. I, I, I didn't have no games on my phone. Oh, you don't have an iPhone? I have an you iPhone. Yeah, right. I on... think with Samsung you get some games. Oh, I, I didn't get no Just games Just like the on Nokia ones. <laughs> See? <laughs> I overcompensate for the fact that I don't have Twitter. So I have games, I have like a yeah, bunch I of think different apps. Even Clubhouse and like the spaces, like I think without the pandemic, we wouldn't have seen that kind of app. Well, I think it wouldn't be as popular. It, exactly. Yeah. As it, as it was. It would have existed, but it probably wouldn't have blown up the like, way that it did. How can Joe Budden, for example, be on Clubhouse for four hours a day? Even in on, the beginning, he was In the, the beginning, on, yeah, he was there he, every day. He every day, every day, so... It's because he has nothing else to do, you right. know, or like Mark Cuban. Or right. Like, so, yeah, that's pretty much my point. Right. I agree. Hmm. <laughs> y'all looking at me. I'm, I'm listening to y'all. <laughs> but um, but um, let's let's get more to like, because you look into these things, like I guess the, the data that, you know, the data collection, I'll say. Yeah. Um, how did you get into that? Well, okay, so basically I was in school and I was working in a pharmaceutical company in marketing and every time we would make a decision, I would always ask, like, why are we making that decision, basically? So I would always ask, like, why, where is this coming from? And most of the answers were based on intuition and a little bit on data. So then I was mm. like, okay. Um, so I continued working there and then I went to Singapore for four months and I did an exchange there. And then Singapore is very advanced in terms of, uh, I want to say, AI and like data and yeah. stuff. So I had a bunch of classes, even like counting classes. The teachers were talking about like how they, you could automate a lot of accounting things and how you could like predict the future with algorithms 
And then I became very interested in that. So when I came back, I switched my major from marketing to business intelligence, which is basically um, making better decisions for your business using data. Mm-hmm. So I finished that, um, and then I got a job in AI at my work. Mm-hmm. So I was working there. For, I'm still working there, actually, um, building AI tools and AI applications for pharmaceuticals. Um, and then during the pandemic, I didn't have anything to do. Um, I was taking a sabbatical because um, now I'm in my master's, but I wasn't at that time. And I was just like, oh, I would like to start a blog where I talk about culture and data because businesses take all of our data and they predict stuff for us but we don't really understand what goes into it mm-hmm. so it would be fun to just democratize that mm. so I started my blog and yeah it just <laughs> I won't say it went off but it's just I guess a lot of people got interested in it mm-hmm. um, and from that I started a business where I do consulting for businesses and artists and athletes Um, to help them understand their data and create strategies based on that and then measure the impact of the the campaigns or whatever they're doing. That's interesting. Is it it difficult to, um, let's say for an artist, because, you know, artists base themselves on sales, you know, money and all that stuff. Is it tough to explain that to, let's say, you know, le commun des mortels, you know, in regards to understanding the numbers so he can make the proper decision? Um, it is difficult in a way because un- until they see a result, they won't believe in it. Of course, yeah. They're going to believe in their own intuition. They're be like, I know what's better for me and my music or my business, so um, I'm going to do it. Also, <laughs> the music artists here are not really business savvy, I feel, so, but that's mm. another topic. Um, so, yeah, it is difficult to explain, but I feel like since I come from a non-technical background, like I'm really bad at math, like it's really hard for me to code. Like my classes are hard for me in school. Like I have to sit down and really figure it out. And then I have to understand it in a way that's very easy for me. So it's easier for me to explain it to someone else just because I did that work. So you simplified the lingo? So, he'd, so Yes. He'd, okay. Because, like, even on my Instagram, like, I could start using some crazy words and, like, some crazy crazy math formulas and stuff, but I just... You'd lose everybody. Yeah. So I, I won't say I dumb it down. I just make it easier for people to understand, like, more people. Because I, I, I used to work with a, a marketing agency who worked with um, car dealerships. Mm-hmm. And that company was trying to promote, you know, online sales for cars. Now, let's say 20... 15, 20 years ago, nobody, people would be like, you're crazy. Nobody's going to buy a car online. But nowadays, now the companies are, are more and more pushing that. And at first, we were trying to promote that. And, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the dealerships didn't believe in it. They were like, well, this is crazy. This is not going to happen. People still come and buy, which is true. It's just that, let's say, like the 20-year-old who's trying to buy his first car, he's not going to go to like five dealerships to buy a car. He wants to do it from, from home. Not even that. He wants. He's probably gonna um, like his buying process is gonna start online. Right. Exactly. And that's what the dealerships are not understanding. But yeah. that company who I used to work with was trying to promote that and promote, you know, that the the online sale is not necessarily right away. It takes thirty, sixty, ninety days, exactly. depending on you know where the person is as far as trying to locate what kind of car he wants. So exactly. Like you might close the deal at the dealership, 
But all of the steps before that are going to be online. You're going to look on Google for a type of car. Then right. you're mm-hmm. going to compare models. Exactly. Then you're going to go on Facebook and ask your friends about like, hey, what do you guys think about mm-hmm. this? And then you're going to go online and try to see uh, what's the best price. And then you're probably going to go to a dealership for a, a test drive or whatever. But all of those steps before are online. So why not, I don't know, advertise or why not even just grab that data and see what people are talking about, when what types of cars are they looking for, um, what kind of features they want. Like on Twitter, for example, a lot of people will comment on new features and then the company can use that and be like, okay, in the next three to five years, we really need to work on this, this aspect right. of the car. So, yeah. Well, what kind of data do you deal with? Uh, any type. It's really, I start with a question. So, for example, I'm like, I mean, for like a post that I do, I'll start with a question. I'll be like, um, what did people think of the verses? And then I'll be like, okay, what is the conversation? It's probably going to be on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Then I'll make a choice based on the time that I have and the resources. So Twitter is easier because I have access to the API. um, And it's easier for me. API being? An API is basically like a backend door to a website. Um, and you call it to get some information, but you do that through coding. Okay. So I can scrape anything on Twitter using that API. I just request some stuff. I'll say, bring me back every tweet that mentions Versus or Kishakol or Ashanti mm-hmm. in that time frame and put it in this Excel file. And what type of, also any type of variant that you, you're trying to compare? Yeah, so then I have to see like people that write Filter, Ashanti yeah. with a Y or like people that don't know how to write the Keisha Cole. Um, you could, <laughs> or, but usually when I do, um, I do the search based on, based on a hashtag so that it's easier. And then I just do my analysis based on a sample because I can't extract every single mm-hmm. tweet, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, I get that into an Excel file, but it really starts with a question. If you ask me like, okay, I have, I want to see who are my top clients. I want to do client segmentation, right. for example. Right. Then, I'll be like, okay, we need your data. So we'll start with your Shopify data and then we'll look at that. There's a lot of ways to capture data. But is EPI is EPI uh, public information? So yes, but it's highly regulated. So, so how ha- do you have access to it? So you have to start an account and justify and say like, okay, I'm using the API for this reason. Mm-hmm. I put it under an ac- academic license. <laughs> and then um, what you what they're going to say is like, okay, you can do 150 requests per month. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the number of tweets you can have. Like you can have 100,000 tweets per request. Mm-hmm. And you can only extract data every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's highly regulated and a lot of websites don't have APIs. So you have to like manually scrape or find other ways. Is it because of of your business that you have access to that? No, academically. I'm a student. Oh, okay. Interesting. She's doing a thesis on it, maybe. Okay. Things like that. Oh, there you go. But we learned that in school. I had a class on Twitter, like extracting tweets from Twitter. Uh So we had a class on that. Instagram has an API, so I know how to extract that. Um, my school is really good because they really have a focus on new technology. So we have like a social media class, like how to extract everything from social mm. media. Um, and you don't see that at a lot of places. Are these classes like for social media, how to better understand it um, more and more popular now? Yes. Yeah, so, for example, in that specific class, I know I didn't do it, but I know that because um, I did the Twitter one. But that class, what they do is they have a project where they're looking at um, 
like influencers mm -hmm. and how the number of likes impact like their credibility. So they do like big scale research with that, but you need a lot of data to prove your point. So that's why you use an API because it's easier to collect data through that. That's interesting. You talked about, uh, you gave the example of versus. I played, yes. I, played, I played the Swiss beats in them. Well, you call him Alicia Keys' uh, husband. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, there was the, the, the talk about like uh, the, the, the acquisition of, uh, of Versus yes. from Triller. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that? So, okay. So I'm really happy for the deal. I'm happy for them. I think it's a great deal. I would like that the artists got compensated fairly, the ones that participated in Versus. I am skeptical to see what Triller is going to do with that. I'm not familiar with Triller, but I feel like it's like a TikTok kind it's of It's a app. version of TikTok, yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, how are they going to incorporate like this kind of two hour long event within their frame? But mm -hmm. maybe in the next three to five years, they have some idea that we don't know about. So I'm happy for that. Um, but in comparison to the title deal, um, I feel like... Is it even comparable? No. Just because Swizz and um, Timbaland, Timbaland. <laughs> um, they are not in like a board position or they're not like heads of something. So they have no control. So that's the thing. They mm -hmm. don't really no have. Say. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But Jay-Z being on the board of like one of the biggest companies in the world, he has a bit like a huge say on how Tidal is going to go, but also how Square, Square is going to go. And that's where you get real power. So they made a lot of money. That's really good for them. They're going to put it back into the community, whatever. Um, but the Jay-Z deal is much more interesting to me. Because uh, we talked about it, like, what was that, last episode or two weeks ago? What? The, the, the title deal. Last week. That was last week. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we didn't necessarily get into the specifics of it because there, there wasn't that much info. Mm -hmm. But now there's a little more. And from what they were saying, uh, Jay, you know, him being on the board at Square. Yes. Like, he's basically on the board of a bank. Yeah, so, I mean, Square is turning into a bank. Like, I saw an article yesterday where they said that they started filing the paperwork to become a bank. So, that means that they'll be able to give uh, loans, give loans like to Square users. And they're not going to base it off of, I want to say, racist practices. Like, oh, what's your job? What's your salary? Whatever. It's going to be, oh, I see that your account has activity. I see your sales. And based on that, we're going to give you a loan, which is much more efficient, like fair and transparent. So that's the, a big part. And having Jay on the board, I think that we will be well represented as black people. Okay. So that's what's really good. I think people don't understand that like being on a board is like there's no nothing better than being on the board, you know? Like he's he's That's still, the position we should aspire to be in. Exactly, because okay. he's still like a CEO answers to the board. So even right. title being sold to Square, the CEO of Title will still answer to Jay Z's calls. So it's like he still owns it in a way. You know? Kinda like the president in the Senate. Kind of. So yeah, that's what's interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what about people that would say, for example, selling off the culture? The board position is good in mm -hmm. the sense that obviously you still have a say in what's going on. Mm -hmm. But let's say for let's say for uh, the verses who was sold to tri uh, to Triller, mm -hmm. uh, the, what would you say? Well, what do you think about the people that they're saying? Oh, you're just selling off the culture for profit. 
I mean, that's what happens. Like, I think a lot of entrepreneurs strive to be just sold and then get their money and try to do something else and have another impactful thing for the culture. Um, I just like the fact that for, not for once, because we've seen it before, but like they've been paid fairly from what I'm seeing. Like everybody's happy. All Everybody got equity, I think. Exactly. Also. But, also, also, but also like that's just business also so you that's start the thing. you I'm start just, something I'm just, I'm just putting that putting it out there but i see where you're going. you see that a lot but really i feel like a lot of people who talk like that don't understand business like business you start something to sell but like, there's oh. also another thing it's that you know I, i'm talking about the yeah you should be on the board being on the board it's not like you wake up you're on a board right it's like no. you have to have some have kind of resume right right and that's why you see jay-z did the nfl deal like a lot of stuff that happened in the past five years people didn't understand why he was doing it like the nfl deal even the title title deal like the Armand Brignac recently it's just because you have to have some kind of resume and some kind of like experience to get on the board so they couldn't give swiss beats and timbaland based off just a versus a position on the board of course not but now they have capital to do other stuff that's going to build up the resume so that maybe in 10 years they'll be in the position of a jay-z and then you'll see swiss beats um on the board of like a, f a car company or like you know an lvmh or probably not LVMH. probably not <laughs> <laughs> but you know or of a of like a big company like that but like jay-z's track record speaks for itself it's like I do feel, however, that Swiss should be on a board somewhere because he's worked with a lot of a lot of different entities and mm -hmm. brought value back to them. So I do feel like, like he does. Uh, he did. Uh, I think he did like Aston Martin watches. Mm -hmm. He did like a bunch of different stuff where like Even he does in the arts in arts, art. like yeah. all that stuff. Like Swiss's resume is not in front of people's faces, mm -hmm. but I do feel like he should be on a board somewhere. Like a lot of these names that we that we hold to a certain regard, I feel should be on the board somewhere. I like, think that Swiss should start his own VC, just like Nas. VC, like a venture capital firm, where mm -hmm. he invests in businesses. Nas. That's what Nas is doing. Nas is probably He's one of been the richest doing yes. rappers. Low key, low key, low key. Low very low key. Very low key. No idea. Very low key, because right. Nas. And I've it wasn't seen, like that at the beginning. No. No, it was, no. and I've seen his uh, exits. So he invested in Zoom like three years ago. He like hmm. he his eye. Like he invested in Dapper Labs, like all, all of the NFT talk we have right now, he invested a while ago. Um, so Nas, if you guys, like I feel like Swizz could do something like that and have his own VC where mm -hmm. he comes in with an, other people like Timbaland or whatever, people that he knows, they back up some kind of VC and they just... Push that. Push that. Yeah. I think that would be great. And I know that Jay-Z has a VC too and he uh, helps a lot of businesses, especially black-owned businesses. So I think that would be his next move and then... In the future, he's going to be in that circle with the Silicon Valley guys, whatever, and he'll get a board position. But I wouldn't be surprised if Nas, in the next five to ten years, has a board position. Okay. Cause, like, but that depends also on the the people's interests. Like we say that, but we don't know <laughs> yeah. what he has in store. We right. don't know what he's working on, mm -hmm. his interests. We have also. no idea, right? And so. also, we don't know if he wants to be on a board. That too. Not everybody like, wants to be, you know. <laughs> yeah sitting down and talking to people about, you know, things like that. He has his own flow. But in regards to Swiss, Swiss did take classes, at, I believe it was Harvard? Yes. Harvard. So he is 
slowly getting i think his, he's he's been in that source. he's been in that circle yeah. so he he's he's working as far as maybe like like you said before get a, a venture capital business and you know and and financing and helping people get up which is i think the the smart move yeah. this is a great move actually i think it's just a, a play on capital he needed capital to do something big we'll right. see in the next three to five years right. what it is just like jay-z right now he made like half a million dollars in one week so let's see half what a he billion does. you mean half a billion yeah right. sorry <laughs> yeah big difference yeah. but uh he made half a billion in one week so let's see what he does with that because huh. i think there's some kind of sports uh like franchise or whatever that he's gonna start start then, or you think he's going to because some people were speculating that he might buy, buy an yeah. nfl team probably My, listen i don't know what's gonna happen but i know that something's big coming because he's preparing for a war like a war i mean why would you get that's a lot of money that's a lot of money and knowing jay not knowing jay-z but you know what i mean uh watching him watching him i think he's preparing for something and i can't wait to see what it is hmm. Interesting. Is. i think mm-hmm. you meant you mentioned nfts yeah, and you're seeing you're seeing a lot of that, like just the, the conversation about NFTs is yeah. like blowing up and crypto stocks and all that stuff. Yeah, you you follow you follow. Well, I mean, you have stocks. You follow stocks. Yeah, and, I love stocks. So it's so fun. And um, what what could you possibly tell people about NFTs? Okay, first so of all, first of all, what is an NFT? Because so it's not it's not going to be us. <laughs> it's not going to be us. I think that's the first step: understanding what's an NFT and understanding what's blockchain. So let's start with blockchain blockchain is basically a decentralized network Mm. so if i just look at money when you need twenty dollars you go to desjardins or your bank then you put in your card then they have to approve it then you have to get the twenty dollars if you want to send a thousand dollars to haiti you have to go there it takes a week like they have to check a bunch of stuff so we're not working a decentralized network right with um with blockchain, what happens is there's a big database. It's open source, and everybody participates in that database. So they can record transactions saying like, oh, I'm sending you $1,000. And it's in that database. And the only thing is that you can't go back. So you can't erase. You can't modify. It's like it's done. And a lot of those transactions happen with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, like Ethereum, like Dogecoin. Like there's ADA. There's a bunch of them. Uh, so that's blockchain. So what happens is that there's a bunch of digital art on the internet um, and not even just digital art. There's digital art, there's sports cards. Like there's a lot of digital assets that you see on the content, internet. Content, basically. Just, yeah, content. Um, and what's going to happen is that on this blockchain or decentralized network, you're going to sell it. So an artist will sell a piece of art and they're able to be paid on future trades. So that's really important for them. So they keep a percentage of every single sale because all of those sales are recording on the blockchain and nobody can change them because it's based on like a smart contract that changes every day. Isn't that a little bit dangerous though? In what way? I'm just saying, no, because the fact that we're a little bit speculating the amount that he's asking. Yes. And we don't really have a set amount. Let's say, I don't know, I I did a portrait and I say that it's going to be worth, I don't know, $15 million. Mm -hmm. And I say that number and people will be like, yes, let's go with 15. But how do we know if it's really worth 15? Ah, the worth is in the eye of the beholder. If someone buys it, wow. someone buys right. it. Yeah, I mean, right. it's the same. It's the same as collecting art in real exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. The Mona Lisa to me is 
like I don't care. Like I wouldn't spend. Well, because it's a one of one. But that's the thing. So that's where NFTs coming come in. NFT is going to be a one of one now. It's one yes, of one. It's a one so of one. every piece of art that has an NFT has this token that's non fungible. You can't right. change it. Whatever change it, right. that guarantees and authenticifies that it is a one of one. And it's recording on the blockchain, so you can always check who owns that piece of art at any time. And that's really important because if I go to Italy, Italy, Italy starts tomorrow, and I see a guy on the street, he's like, I have a Picasso to sell you. Like, mm -hmm. I could buy it, and I don't really know if it's a Picasso. Right, right. But if it's with an NFT, then you, I know. And I can see every single transaction. Because it's authenticated, basically. Exactly. Okay. And I can see every single transaction before that. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Because I've just I've just been seeing the conversation, and like because I, I do follow um a couple platforms like well there's yours and uh, Earn Your Leisure and they're they're really uh -huh. talking about that and like the future of like you know crypto and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And do you feel like that conversation um is one that we have enough about the future of like you know currency and all that stuff? Um, I think it's scary because it's a lot of people tell me like okay. A digital, like I could download the digital asset. Like, why would I buy it? You know, right? So, it's just I think it's a we have to change the mindset of people and make them value the artist. I think that's the first thing for me. It's like really valuing the artist. Um, and there's a lot of applications too. Like, it's not just um, sports cards on NBA Top Show where you can like buy a moment or a song. It's really like a way for artists and creators in general to stop having these agents intermédiaires like the labels and this thing mm -hmm. that really block their artistic freedom and that, that block basically their growth sometimes. So, for example, if I became a singer tomorrow, mm -hmm. I could ask my fans to fund my first album through crypto. So every fan that really likes me gives me 20 uh, Dodge coins or like, I don't know, like 20... Any cryptocurrency. Any crypto. Right? Um, and then what I tell them is, okay, since you supported me and I know you guys are my initial supporters, I'm going to give you 1% of my masters. Now, masters are like real estate. Mm -hmm. So in 10 years, if that artist blows up, you're you're make it's like a stock you're making money off the masters because you could sell it back you could you know there's a lot of things you could do so that's where it becomes interesting because you've always heard people say oh my god this artist like everybody listens he's so mainstream now like i was the first one to listen right. to it now you can really prove it and then you can be happy because you're probably going to make like a million dollars if you own one percent of uh, ariana grande for example right. master so it's going to change a lot of, of things. Which wasn't accessible to people before. Exactly. Only the labels. And since it's decentralized, so you guys understand. So, mm -hmm. And it's going to change a lot of things. Even like in corrupt countries, if people use crypto, and that's why like right now in Nigeria, there's the highest um, rate of adoption of crypto. Okay. They're at 30% of the population using crypto. So... And the government's like, no, we don't want you guys to use crypto. Well, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> because everything's like decentralized and everybody knows what's happening, knows the transactions, knows how much everybody owns. Like it's so, it's very, it's like a different way of seeing things. And I think people will have to get accustomed to it, but I don't think it's going away. Crypto, you mean? 
yeah, crypto and even NFTs. I don't think it's just like a bubble. And right now you're seeing a big, big sales left and right. Like, I don't think that that's just happening. I think that Square will be making a move in crypto. Uh, I think that I hope that Tidal... Cash App is already in into crypto. Exactly. Like, I really feel like it's coming. I think the banks are all also going to be in there. That's yes, for sure. They're, they're not going to let planning. that go. They're looking at it for they're sure. They're not going to let yes. that go. That's for it. sure. But they have to understand that the nature of crypto is decentralization. So right. for me, a bank selling me crypto, if I understand the concept, it doesn't make sense to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. So, but that only depends on the artist, pretty much they have to get into nfts for us to then afterwards fund potentially yes. their albums so there's yeah there's that there also there's also social money um so you guys can check out rally.io and an artist can create their own currency like i could have my really? drama currency wow. and then their fan base trades the currency like they want and then i give incentives based on the currency so okay you have 20 rama dollars, dollars? Yeah. you can come to my concert hmm Okay, but that's only valuable if I... Well, the value is created by the community, right? So then after when they trade it or whatever, that's where we'll see how much it's valued in real dollars, let's say. Just like Bitcoin and just like Ethereum and just like all those things. Because you are seeing a few artists embrace that model. You saw Jim Jones come out with his own coin. Yeah, yo, Jim Jones, visionary. He's he's really understanding the whole thing. Like I listened to him on the... Joe Biden podcast and he's like I'm just gonna take pictures of me on my day to day like my chains like you know they post on Instagram you could NFT everything you have on Instagram and you could be like I love Jim Jones I'm gonna pay $500 to have his picture that I own a one of one a one of one but, and, but that's have, the thing that's where I'm confused yeah because <laughs> even for example we talk about NBA Topshop mm-hmm. where you could own a highlight yes but that highlight is accessible on YouTube but you own it but but and that's where I'm confused because people if I just want to watch LeBron James's highlights mm-hmm. I just go on YouTube and I'm done. But it's the same thing as sports cards, you know. Some people pay a million dollars for a sports card. Right. Well, if it's yes, yeah, okay. because, it's only, physical, th- because, because it's physical. Because it's physical. It's like owning a piece of memorabilia. If you exactly. have a Kobe jersey, exactly. Right. But that's that's different because I could I could touch it. Like I see it. There's it might be signed. So yeah. to me, it's like it's tangible. Something I could touch. Something something I could at least own i know that mm-hmm. i own it like in in terms of like owning a highlight <laughs> to me that's where i get confused because it's yeah. like i could literally just go on youtube and watch the highlight and be done be gone so there's so two things the, the only thing is for example yeah. if people want to let's say espn mm-hmm. if i own the highlight mm-hmm. technically nobody else should have access to the highlight except for myself yeah so if I own the highlight and let's say ESPN decides to play uh, LeBron, G- LeBron James's highlights, career highlights. You should get money you, off of that it. That you own. Yep. And, but how, and that's where I'm confused because if yeah. I own it, so that means I could just call up ESPN and say, well, I own this highlight. Yes. Pay me. Yeah. 100%. And right now the system is not built for that. But yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 finish, finish. <laughs> the system is not built for that, but it should be coming. Now, two things. First, you can, there's companies that turn your digital into a physical thing that you could have in your house. So that's one thing, because I know people don't understand the physical digital. Second thing, incentives. A lot of artists, what they're doing is, yes, you're buying this one of one, Mm -hmm. but for example, you buy a $30,000 highlight from LeBron. Mm -hmm. LeBron might come in and say, you know what? Thank you for being such a fan. I'm going to give you floor side tickets for every season. You can choose one game and every year you'll come. 
that's what people are starting to do. Like an artist, it's a he's a DJ. He offered to first of all that DJ he's like crazy because he sold thirty three um, vinyl for eleven million dollars. Okay, one Which NFT. Vinyl? Yeah, one NFT. He he put an NFT on each vinyl. Mm-hmm. His top, work. His work. His work. He owned his masters and everything. The three top sales of the vinyls were $3 million each, okay? Mm -hmm. But then what he said is, you know what? The number one sale, you're going to make a song with me. The number two sale, you have access to all of my shows for free for life. And that's not a big cost for him because the guy just give you $3 million. That's what you're seeing with a lot of artists. They're adding incentives. So yes, you have the NFT, but you also have a physical experience. Disclosure is doing the same thing. Um, They sold the face that represents the brand. Um, The band, sorry, not the brand, the brand and the band. Um, And what they said is you'll have access with, you have your ticket and three other tickets. So four tickets for every single show, whenever you want to show up, you're in. If you buy the face. So this is like basically, well, this is like a new age type of fan club, fandom. But the difference is that the label is not making any money off of it. It's directly to the the artist. artist. So that's where I'm, I can't wait to see what labels do because they're not going to be happy about that. Of course not. Because Um, you're seeing that more and more. Yes. And also what's going to happen with NBA Top Shot, because maybe the players are going to be like, okay, you're selling my highlights. Right. For... A million, 170,000. But, but I'm confused. So ESPN films a game. Mm-hmm. Usually the footage belongs to ESPN. You can't use ESPN's footage and say that it's mine. No, it's broadcasting. I broadcasting. Think it's yeah, exactly. It's or broadcasting. Right, they they're just broadcasting. They but they still exactly. own the tape. No, they don't. I think they own the rights to, to yes. broadcast the games. Mm-hmm. But they, I don't License. think they own Yeah, that's the... why it's expensive. For example, in Senegal, we don't have the NBA. You have to get on another channel because they're not paying the rights to, from the NBA. To air the NBA. To air it. But in China, it's really big. So they're paying yeah. the rights. Oh, right, you know? right. So that's the thing. But who owns the rights? It's the, the NBA. 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 NBA Top Shot, it's Dapper Labs. So it comes from NBA. And NBA. Oh, got you, got you. That's I, So now, for example, just to go back to the same example, if I own LeBron, LeBron James's highlight mm-hmm. and he wants to do a documentary about his career mm-hmm. and he wants to use that specific highlight that I own. You can't because it's NBA him. and Top Shot. They're, they're not selling you those rights. But in the future, ah. what I'm saying is... Because it's coming from the NBA, so for sure they're, they've so the thought NBA, about... So the NBA, right, right, right. You know, but in the future, what I'm saying is you might have that, even with music, like what I said with the masters, you might have licensing rights or it's all in the smart contract that you're going to build with the artist and in the way they present it. It's kind of, I feel like it's complicated. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a new it's world. A, feel, it's, know, a new it's a talking new now. World. It's, it's hard it's to a new world. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of info. Listen, wow. and it's it's very <laughs> it's just it's very uncertain. People yeah. are trying to figure it out. Like they're just like okay, how like there's a lot of things that don't make sense with NFTs. There's a lot of things that aren't fair with NFTs. There's a lot of good things. So it's just like people right now, even like you see it on Clubhouse, on Twitter, every day they're just discussing, how are we going to tackle this part? How are we going to tackle this part, this part, this part? It's so many things and it can be applied to anything, you know, even in like supply chain transparency. Like we were doing that at my work a, a year and a half ago. My boss was like, hey guys, start looking at blockchain. Like maybe we can track our shipments using that so that we're sure that our records are always 100% truthful and authentic, you know? So it's coming to 
it's going to come everywhere. It's just like we have to let people just experiment, like the guy, the DJs that are experimenting it, the musicians. And then we'll see how it's going to pan out. The labels are going to come out like Universal Music. They signed a $12 million deal with Dapper Labs. So we'll see what happens with that. So, yeah. Because it's still kind of like an evolving field. It, nothing oh, is really stagnant. So. Every day there's something new. Right. Okay, that's why. Like okay. a month ago, we couldn't NFT music on all of, like a majority of the marketplaces. Now everybody's doing A month ago. Like yeah. Like a month ago. There's a bunch of artists that have started selling like their music. In. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? If you own the masters, correct? Well, you have to own the masters or else right. you have to go and see your label. Well, and yeah. They're not <laughs> just going to sell <laughs> you off. That's, 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 that's why the, the artist, it's Lao. It's 3L... AU, his name, who sold the $11 million vinyls, um, he owned his music 100%. Okay. And also, he built his own platform. So even the marketplaces weren't making money off of it. Like, that guy is, like, in the future. He, he Every single cent goes back to him, and mm-hmm. now he's creating um, funds to fund artists to pay for, like, because there's costs associated with getting an nft it's called yes fees but that's a whole other subject so he's creating funds to help artists do the same thing he's doing is that something is that <laughs> is that something that you're um because you do talk to artists is that something that you are telling them now or has that conversation come up yeah with uh i spoke about it with two people specifically that i know can here do it here in montreal yeah okay that do it that I know do can do it. Oh, okay, I don't okay. know if they, they're not convinced 100%, I feel like. Because we're just, still stuck kind of like in that old model of like, uh, yo, I mean, going to labels. We're in Montreal, right. okay? So it's like, <laughs> well, technically, I mean, that shouldn't limit we're necessarily. We're as backwards. No, no, like, no, it's just Not like necessarily, because if you look at even uh, Catronado one today, so that means he more could do and more. It. Yeah, he could do it. No, but I'm saying slowly, slowly, we're starting to maybe get that recognition on the international level. So I maybe, think we're recognized. Right. I just think that we're, we work in a very old-fashioned way. Okay. Mm. From what I'm seeing. You mean from, in Quebec compared to Quebec, Canada or in, in Canada in, in general? Quebec, in Quebec. I think we're yeah. in an old-fashioned way. I agree. Way. But I spoke about it with two people that I think could do it. We'll see what happens. I know there's an artist called Jacques, Jacques Green that's from Montreal that sold, I think it's a song or an EP for like $30,000 or something with his label, but his label is in the UK and they're an independent label. So all of the artists did the NFT move. Um, with the label. With the label. Because when the label, it's not a label, it's like a, I guess, management, management group. group yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it's different. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to take some time for us here, but I'm actively working on it. I think it's going to come, hmm. I'm going to convince some people. Will you be looking to add that to your platform? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm already working on it. It's just, I don't want to say much about it, but I'm already working on something that involves NFTs, that involves a lot of education because a lot of people have questions. Oh, yeah. Um, and that gives an opportunity to small, medium, and bigger artists from Montreal and possibly Toronto, Vancouver to fund themselves using NFTs and to attract a new crowd that might not be just in Montreal. But to get into that field, you need to own your masters, Correct. I just want to make sure I understand. No, it's just... Not necessarily? You, you just need... Incentivize pretty much? Yeah, you could incentivize. It just depends because after that, it's like, where's the money going to? It's just in the contract that you have to put it. Like, is your label getting 50% of the sale or okay. are you getting 100% of the sale? You have to discuss that. But it's not exclusive to people who have masters. Okay. Like okay. Post Malone, he's, uh-huh. 
working with an artist called Fuck Render. He's in Vancouver. I think he's a Montrealer. Um, he sold an artwork for $300,000 last week. On NFT. Um, on NFT. It's just like some kind of video of hand. And um, he's partnering up with Post Malone to do a series of artworks sold as NFTs. But I don't know if it's going to be... Is it Post Malone or is it Post Malone and his old team right, and right, label? Right. That could be... It could be just a collaboration or how, how they slice it. Basically. We'll we don't see. Know. We just don't know, you know. But um, that's like a separate contract. But if everybody was on blockchain, it would just be a smart contract that everybody would, be, would have access to because everything's open source. So you could see what the splits are. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, because everything is... Yeah, even the record deals. Imagine if they were on smart contracts, we could go see. Right. Hmm. What's you- a game changer? That's a major yeah, game changer. I know. Once you start getting it, I wish you were on Twitter because I would tell you like some people to follow. <laughs> so, you could, like, so like you would understand it more. Like for me too, in the beginning, I was like, what the, like I was talking to my dad. I was like, he was like, it doesn't make sense. I was like, I didn't understand it. But then I started reading, listening, like watching movies, like watching the kinds of sale, watching who is buying that kind of stuff. Right. And I was like, okay, it all makes sense. Because right now, like even, NBA Top Shop, like my, one of my friends spoke to me about it like a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he told me he could have owned the highlight, and that that same highlight sold for like thirteen thousand or something yeah. like that. So it's really like it's evolving rapidly. Oh no, it's crazy. I'm on Top Shop. I haven't gotten the chance to get a pack at all. No, it's yeah, impossible. It, everybody, the, the, the yeah. waiting line is. Uh, yeah, everybody's yeah. on it. Nice no, a lot, right? Yeah, and it went up, and it went up like crazy. <laughs> like the first week, I think the first week the lineup might have been I don't know, let's say fifty thousand. Now it's like over two hundred fifty thousand. I feel like people. the prices too went up because it was like nine dollars. It was pack. nine dollars. Now no. it's no, like forget now it. it's like twenty four. Yeah, or something. it okay. depends. It depends on the pack. And there's like premium packs that are ninety nine dollars, but then you're I'd like, buy okay, those ones. yeah, but then you're like, okay, I'm probably gonna sell it for at least a dollar, a thousand dollars each per per card or exactly. per highlight. Right. So you're still making it's a good. Re- it's better than stocks. It's a good investment. Yeah, it's better because the rate stocks. of return is insane on that. Yeah. Damn, all right. <laughs> no, we just okay. have to check Impo Quebec and see what they do with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're for sure going to come for that. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. They're trying to do that with crypto too. Yeah. But there's no way of knowing because it's decentralized. But I don't know what's going to happen because I own crypto and I am making gains. So I'm just like, is it when I cash it out that yes. they... Well, they would never yes. know. Or because they, exactly, they wouldn't know. Because they're going to... Well, yes, because when you get that money, that physical... That digital in imprint. Mind. What we, what right. we have, they'll account. be like, okay, but okay, but where'd that money come yeah. from? Yeah, <laughs> because I had cashed out. Um, like I just, I had put, I had bought like Ethereum mm-hmm. back in December, and yeah. I cashed out like just because I wanted it all to be on the same platform. Yeah, and so I cashed it out to reinvest. Yeah, but how would you even? I don't know. I think it's going to be considered as a gain. Uh, sur le capital. Oh, capital like gain? Stu- yeah, for 100%. Like, uh, the yeah. Quebec government is not going to let that They're going to find it. For sure. It's ridiculous. Sure. Maybe in seven years, but they're going to find sure. it. No, for sure. They'll, They'll figure get it back to you. They're yeah. already asking for it now. So no, technically, exactly. you're supposed to. Because you have, you have to say that. You have to say you, you, no, you exactly. got money. Exactly. No, I agree. Listen, I understand. Right. But, you know. They'll get back to it. They'll Taking all your money to do what with it ultimately? Oh, that's, that's a different another, conversation. I mean, that's I mean, a different conversation. Right. I mean, we, we know, we know, whatever, one. we know that. But because now um, your platform is helping, from my understanding, artists use their data. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, more than artists, like I have athletes now. So right, right. So that's what I wanted to. Yeah. What kind of data are you using? Are it's is it uh, the reactions? Uh, uh, 
in regards to their tweets, their pictures, kind of, and how could you assist uh, people in kind of using that data to mm -hmm. enhance or have a better platform? That's what I'm now trying to so understand. So it's a bunch of things. So a lot of the artists that I work with are the people or the businesses, they have they don't even collect data or like they, of course not. you know, so the first step is like collecting your data. So I set them up with a website if they don't have one. Um, and I try to centralize everything to the website because the quality of the granularity of data you get on the website is much better than any other platforms. Right. Instagram shows you what they want to show you as insights. Naturally. With your website, you have access to you have everything. Control to you know, everything, I can right. see if you went on my website on like with on a browser on Google Chrome or Safari, you know? So that's the first part that I do. So like improving data collection processes and stuff like that, then where to warehouse that data so it's secure and that nothing happens to it, not Excel files, like an actual database yeah. that's on the cloud. And then after we uh, build digital strategies based on usually a dig digital audit or like current state of your data, current state of your stats. And what's the biggest part is measuring the efficacy of, your marketing strategy so when you do a rollout measuring if it really was if a good it makes rollout. Sense, right, not right. oh i feel good like my friends are telling me the song is good blah blah no <laughs> let's go do some social listening and grab every mention that you have on all social media and see if it's positive or negative mm. or let's see if you drop an album what's your actual single is it the song you decided to be a single or is it this song that people are talking about mm. so mm. it's all of that that you that we can do like grabbing instagram comments it's for sure it's difficult because a lot of the artists here have small bases yeah, so it's right. like 60 tweets but it's still something um and then the last step is um knowing who your fans are so a lot of the artists are like yeah i have three thousand like ten thousand followers but they don't really know who those followers are right they don't followers know where are not they fans. are For, well followers is not it doesn't equate engagement exactly they don't know if they're engaged like if they dropped a hoodie tomorrow would they buy it probably right. no so the, all of that um finding ways to like convert your audience to uh, a product or some kind of revenue stream that's a big part too so that includes like email um email blasts email blasts i don't like email blasts yeah, so either, what's email I, blast that's like uh the email that you spams so yeah. you, you sent to <laughs> right okay exactly right, right. i don't like that but it still works for some kinds of businesses what i like is text messaging text, text they do that i've, I've gotten like, text me like that's the the thing where I was talking about where Karuchi was texting mm -hmm. me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I saw I artists, got you. artists, local artists have done that as well. I've got and that shout like out that. to Ryan Leslie because he's the pioneer. He did that. do that, right? He's he started a business with that. He got like a bunch of the artists that you see. It started from Ryan Leslie, and then you got some new apps like Community and stuff. That I think it really started from Mike Jones. But I'm joking. <laughs> Mike Jones. <laughs> I'm joking. He, but, he, uh, he, he might he might have taken Mike Jones's approach. <laughs> the number, yeah, giving the number, giving out. But Ryan Leslie was really the first one, and. I really he has a great breakfast club intro that really explains the like thousand fan paradigm that's like if you have a thousand fans that give you money every month you basically have a good career like you can live off that you know a thousand fans a month that give you money, money every, every month, month. So, just just a thousand fans yeah like if they give you twenty dollars every month oh like, no you're good you're good <laughs> if you can <laughs> maximize a thousand you, fans you're good so yeah. that's the thing that's why pop? It's I'm like, 000. every time an artist comes to me and they're like, oh, okay, we need to get those YouTube numbers up or we need to get this up. I'm like, okay, but your current fans, are they really Checking fans? Checking for you, right. Right. Because let's work on that first 
and then you'll get more people. But let's try to convert those fans first. So that's why having merch is very important because the the biggest sign of um, a fan liking you is, is buying, buying merch, a merch or a ticket sale. And mm-hmm. there's even people, for example, like but all every a lot of artists do that. They have merchandise that they're selling. Yeah. Um, it's drop shipped, but it's good. But it's 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 good to have. Yeah. Like I realized that because a lot of them, it's like you li- you look at the merch and it's basic shit. But yeah. if you're a fan of the artist, you you're gonna it. buy it. Mm-hmm. Hell, I even wanted to buy St. John's uh, yeah. merch, but I don't even listen to St. John like exactly. that. Exactly. And then what's good is the data you capture. Because if you buy a St. John shirt, he knows your address, he knows your phone number, he knows your email. So now he could market to me. But also, he can plan his tours better. If he knows how mm, many real fans are right. in Montreal, he can choose a venue better. He can text you to tell you, hey, I'm in town. I'm in town. Hey, mm. So it's really a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So just, first of all, just making them understand that this happens is like a big step. But I feel like they're open to it. And like, what, are, we talk, are we talking about the artists or the labels? Uh, the managers. The managers? Usually. The managers, are they down? Usually it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard in like this conference that it's important to check your data, but like they don't really know how to go about it. And I feel like they have 20,000 other things to do. That's, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, just give it some, I'll make you a strategy and then just do it. Like it's easier that way. Because mm. it's hard to see, it's hard to see the value in that though, because yes. a lot of people are relying on the old way of doing things. For example, YouTube views, things that are very, again, tangible. Tangible. Yeah. Because right. you, you like, but a lot of people don't think about looking at their data and understanding who's listening and maybe how to create engagement from that. YouTube like you never said, told the real story. No, but, but what's interesting is, like you said, it's the fact that once you know who exactly is listening to you, you could figure a way to maximize who's listening to you instead of trying to go to re- reach out to other people yeah. that's not going to create real engagement like that. Exactly. Right? So you maximize what you have now. So that's why even when you said earlier, oh, the fact that you don't have quote unquote a, bl- a big platform, that doesn't really matter if people are engaged. So that's the thing. So if you look at me, for example, with the study, like I have, I want to say like 390 followers or whatever. Four, 400. That's 400 that's followers. Um, I've had, like, I'm able to start a business off of 400 followers. Of course. Okay. Based on what you're saying. Just based on, just because uh, the content is touching the right people. Right. Uh, I've been speaking on Clubhouse, so I guess it's getting people that understand my way of thinking. Um, and my goal is not, like, I, I feel like people should stop, like, looking at, oh, a thousand, oh, a hundred thousand, or twenty thousand. Like, someone who has a hundred thousand followers could be making less money than you, just because they're not converting or engaging their people. Mm-hmm. So that's really building a real community and a real, like a real fan, not even fan base, but just people that really care about what you're talking about right. is much more important. And it's a better investment that's true. at the end of the day. So that's why like data and all of that stuff, you should see it as an investment, not see it as, oh my God, like I want to get my return on investment like a month later. It's not like that. That's the it, thing. That's the thing. Yeah, that's another problem yeah. that I have to deal with. Like, they're like, okay, but I want to see the results right in 30 days. Guys, it, that's impossible. It's I, like a process. I had that same tr- trouble when I was an account manager for that, again, that agency is that trying to explain, like, yo, listen, you just, you said, I just put like $10,000 on this promo for such and such car. Am I going to sell 500 cars the next yeah. month? I'm like, I told him, like, no. no, that's not the way it works. You have to let it, you know, let it ride and, mm-hmm. and continue with the presence, continue with the engagement promote this talk about this get yourself out there but do you know who is your like i said your core fan base mm-hmm. to better direct what type of 
you know, promo you want to do for them because a lot of people don't know. There's like also, even for us, we had that same conversation. Like yeah. who are we, who is really listening to us? Yeah, I had the conversation. Right. So, <laughs> but, um, right. so, I mean, we have, we have the stats, but I mean, the stats sometimes. And again, it, that's extremely. Yeah, oh, that could be sway. Because it's. Know? Spotify giving you stats. Exactly. There's a there's a bunch of algorithms and right. things that they do to then push it out to you. It's not giving you, know? you the whole story. That's also. what I study in school, like how to portray things in a good way or like what should you show? And mm-hmm. then they're selling a bunch of your data to other people. Of course. So, you know, there's all of that. And also you have to take into consideration the opportunity cost. If, for example, right now you're paying $10,000 per year in YouTube ads to get more views on your video... Mm. that's a good technique it's great people will listen to it if it's well done it's good but imagine it, the money you can make if you have a thousand like i said a thousand people that actually listen to your music and you invest in knowing those people giving them what they like touring in those spaces you'll make more money in the end you'll have a higher roi than your youtube so it's just i guess it's a mindset i see that i see that with a few artists like for example someone like currency or like there's just a, a few that I've watched over the years that are not like big mainstream names, mm-hmm. but I've always cultivated to their core. Nipsey. Nipsey was one. So like just cultivate your core and we the can. rest. We can, yes, also. In the beginning, yeah. yes. In the beginning. Yep. And even Nipsey, just Nipsey, like he's another visionary, just because even his mixtape thing that he did, yeah, like, for like the, that's an NFT. It is. It Pretty is. much, huh? Oh. It's like the but that was like way. back in like what, two thousand twelve, two thousand something like that. That was early. Yeah, yep. it's God it's damn. basically the first. He was talking. He was talking crypto then. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah. and his uh, chief technology officer Idris Sandu, which is like a gene, like a genius. Like, do you guys just Google him? Because I can't explain what he does. He does a lot of VR and like AR and stuff. He's just next. Like you know, Nipsey in his store, you could use your phone. Like there was like a code or whatever, and then you would have like a song come out or like a mm-hmm. vis- like an experience on your phone. That's Idris that did that. So he was just like well surrounded and understood a lot of things before we did. Yeah, man, and then things were just starting to bubble for him. Mm-hmm. Also, that's that's was because imagine Nipsey right now in the NFT revolution. Oh no, he would be on top of that right away. He was already he, he was probably already in that more probably, than likely. Yeah, more than likely if it was a thing. But I mean, listen. Um, this is very interesting. This is uh, this is very interesting. But, it's a lot of information all at once. Yeah, yeah, but like, but <laughs> lots it, of googling but, you have to do. With that said, were you always like someone that's like this analytical, or was that something that you always had as a personality? Um, I guess I always. It's just that I'm someone who's very opinionated, so it's easier to come with facts than to just say your opinion. So that's why I'm always looking at like, what's the truth? Like, can I have a number to justify what I'm saying? I was very good at debate when I was in high school. Mm. So I think there's one part of that. And then the analytical part, I was really bad at math, like all my life. So I was like, I can't do this. Like I can't code. I can't like analyze graphs and like find the functions that could represent this thing, whatever. So I guess that I put myself down but then at one point i was just like you just have to figure it out because that's really what i want to do like i find it interesting i find it challenging every day there's a new algorithm to learn something new to, to see so and that's really a space that i enjoy so that's why i'm making the effort to just figure it out i have a question yes. so <laughs> when you when you because 
everybody has stats. Everybody, you know, any chat or any conversation that you have, mm -hmm. you say something, then you bring up a stat, then I bring mm -hmm. up another stat. Yes. But who's telling the truth? Yeah, numbers lie. Check the studies. It's very true. You can... Oh, it's so who's true. Who's right? Who's really no, who's really no on the right on the right track? I mean, who's no telling the right, right the right information? Every statistic can be portrayed in a way that makes you or your argument look good. That's, that's true. Truth. That's true. It's I think that's what people mostly well, pretty much everybody does that now. It's yeah. like, well, I know yeah. he sold thirteen million. Here's here's the article. Yeah, I'm but like, then, well, okay, how was the thirteen million calculated? Then you go into that, and then they're like, but no, there's bias in this thing. So it's just a never-ending circle that I understand. But it's just good to understand how everything's calculated. If there's bias, if something is statistically weak, uh, like I read a lot of articles, and I'm like, that's just not right because the way they did their study, like I know the statistical analysis techniques. So I'm like, the way they did their t-test is not good, yeah. or like they're com they're not comparing two populations, so that condition is not valid. So it, it does make sense, but like a normal person wouldn't know, you know. That's yeah, you'd have to be in the in, in the business to understand to how to read yeah. charts and understand what type of variables they're using yeah. in order to prove. Even their point. more than that, you would have to do like like I have like analyse inference statistic. I have st like analyse multidimensionnelle appliquée, and even in those classes, we see the same concepts but in two different ways. And the results are not the same. And they're telling you, like, listen, if you want to use it this way to prove this thing or this way to prove that thing. Well, yeah, because we everybody has their own interpretation. Exactly. Like, I see white, but you might see blue. Exactly. And the same thing happens with numbers, too. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Out today. Are you, you still with us? <laughs> <laughs> right, for real. Are you still <laughs> listening? <laughs> Hard. God, it's like damn. school. This is this is this is what hour one. <laughs> hour I'm one. Mind blown at this mind blown. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll check the stats at hour one to see what yeah. we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're we'll check the stats. Dip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. But um, just to just to veer veer a little, we'll, we'll, we'll stay away from the from the analytical talk a little yeah. bit. Let's get into you a little bit now. You, um, you have a very big family. Yes. Uh. Yes, because everybody's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> have 120 cousins, so I guess yes. Like okay. not a like. But let's say let's say direct siblings. Yeah, I have two two sisters, so we're three. You're the and you're the oldest, oldest okay. and I have my mom and my dad. But then we have all of our cousins and uncles and this person that. So yeah, that's what makes it big. Now, um, you are. Like you operate in your realm, you have yep. your younger sister who uh, does. Uh, she's a stylist. Yes. And the youngest, how, how old is she? Fourteen. Fourteen. So she's TikTok star for now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok. Baker. TikTok, like boy. She's, TikTok. She's just figuring it out. Like I mean, she wants every day. She changes ideas, so I don't know what she's going to be, but. I mean, if my parents accepted a stylist, my parents are very supportive of my sister, and it's not a traditional career path. That's true. So she What's could. Are they open-minded to that? Yeah, they're very open. My dad's only thing is, uh, whatever you do, just be the best. Mm. Oh, that's what he says. That's cool. It's very progressive. You don't you don't see that from, <laughs> no, from you immigrant don't. Uh, immigrant no. parents. Yeah. But also, I think it's because uh, back home, a lot of my uncles and aunts they have businesses like they're entrepreneurs. So it's a mind, and they don't have like degrees. Like they didn't do right. like they've stopped school at like I don't know sixteen and then figured it out like mm -hmm. start a business. So they understand that too. Like they they've seen because both of my parents are pharm pharmacists, so they've seen the school. 
kind of direction and they've seen the let me just figure it out kind of direction and both work so mm. they're like listen do whatever you want okay uh you are from senegal yes how um how close are you to your home country very close now in terms of what you do like you know everything that has to do with data and mm -hmm. and all that stuff and your platform because you mm -hmm. do post about back home yes only briefly yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're having you talk about that off, off mic yeah. but but uh how important is it for you to use uh your platform to 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 talk about like things that are going on back home well i'm it's just i'm always someone that's gonna defend um not even defend just speak about injustices like mm -hmm. i'll talk even if it's not senegal if it's haiti if it's somalia if it's whatever i'll always talk about it so um at first i know i thought i'm like oh should i put it on the study or whatever but at the end of the day it's me And it's happening, so I'm just going to talk about it. I know I'm more vocal on Twitter, um, but I just talk about it because it's happening. And um, in terms of the study, the study is actually just like, I'm happy it's, it's becoming a business because hopefully I'll have enough capital to just uh, not stop the study, but to like sell it, whatever, and then just go back home and invest back home because that's really where they need the help. I would love to have a VC back home and to... Um, give money to people who have ideas so mm -hmm. they can start their business. That's my I was just about goal. to ask, like the end goal for the <laughs> yeah, study. Yeah, that's so my end goal, like just to live in Senegal and to fund businesses and to offer, I guess, um, mentorship so they can just do well. That's dope. Um, so yeah, that's the end goal 100%. Um, and yeah, but I do talk about what's happening in my country. And... Um Because there's a lot going on, and I'm I don't feel like I'm 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 qualified to necessarily talk about it. But about um, Senegal specifically, yes, I can talk about the situation. What's the situation? I mean, the situation is that our president, basically, he okay. So, our president, there is another guy that's called Usman, I guess Sonko. I think it's Usman Sonko, who's his opponent. So, what he decided to do is to, um. I think the word is indict him with mm -hmm. a rape charge so that he can't present himself so that he doesn't have an opponent and he st stays our president. Wow. Um, so that's a system that's been happening a lot in, in Senegal. Like uh, when it was the Abdoulaye Wad era, he tried to pass this law that you could win the presidency with like 40% of the votes instead of 50. Um, and the same thing happened. So, so yeah, it's just basic like African... Politics. Politics. Bullshit. How long is the term for presidency in Senegal? I don't remember. I think it's four years. Four years? I think. Well, for most democratic places, it's four, no? I think No, yes. in Haiti, it's five. Oh. It might be five. Is it I four or five? Five. <laughs> We could definitely Google that. But, sure. You know. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's four. But I mean, whatever. It's it, All that shit is corrupt anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking, the thing. Yeah. Fucking Jovenel doesn't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different conversation that's another conversation but, I mean it's um, the same thing saying Mike South doesn't want to leave yeah that's and they're backed by governments by yeah, other governments by outside governments so it's France basically France, France first for Senegal sure, yeah. and United States I think that France it's like they you know they need a president that's controllable So in France, Ma yeah, in oh, France. Yeah. I mean, France needs a president in Senegal. Yeah. yeah, so I think Maki was a great president for them to be controlled. Maki, Maki Sal, that's oh. his name. <laughs> he was the president. I don't pay attention. I mean, to he's still that. the president. So, so yeah, that's what's happening right now. So people are in the streets uh, protesting, and like our president was on vacation when it first started, wow. and then he came great back, timing. did a 
seven-minute speech saying that we should be inside because there's a lockdown and COVID. And then that was it. And didn't say sorry for the 10 people he killed. I mean, his police killed. Oh, damn. That's Uh why defund the police is everywhere. No, I I get that. But um, how is, you know, countries like, you know, we hear it in the U.S. and in Canada, but how is, you know, the African countries like Senegal handling COVID? Have you heard anything? Oh, I mean... Are there that many cases? People don't care. <laughs> they don't care, huh? Really? really? They're outside. They're partying? They don't care? They're partying. Yeah. Like, all of my cousins are just, like, in the club. Like, in Atlanta, they just don't give a fuck? Hanging out. But it's just also, like, there's things that are... Senegal is a very young country. Africa is a young continent. Okay. 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 COVID attacks people that are usually older. older. Right. So, if, like, the the, me, the large moyen is 18 years old, you're going to have less cases. Okay. Interesting. You know? So that's one part of it. Also, people are always outside. We know that COVID, there's a higher transmission rate when it's inside. So there's a lot of factors like that. But uh, we've seen people die from COVID. It's just difficult to, to like justify it. There's not a lot of testing. So people don't even know they that's, have COVID. That's one big thing. Yes. Um, I know we're getting the vaccine, but like I guess it's like... I'm, it's only effective for like two weeks. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and also it's like who's getting the vaccine. It's like people who... Have or the means, older, yeah, right. or more the means. Oh, the, the means, means. Yeah, yeah, in Senegal, yes. Yeah, they oh, have money, okay, okay. they'll get it. So there's all of that, um, but it hasn't. I mean, people wear the mask, but I don't think it has stopped. I've seen weddings, I've seen everything still happening as is. As is. <laughs> this is it's a crazy situation that we're going through right now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But to go back to um, just. Um, because you kind of like, is it a tech world? Is it, would you consider yourself in that world? Yeah, or is yeah, 100%, it, yeah. Right? So in terms of black people within that that field, <laughs> do you see a lot of black people in, in the tech uh, uh, industry or field? So listen, I can't make like a statement for all environments. From what you've seen? From what I've seen, like in my school, I think we're two in my class. Um, and then... In my bachelor's, I was the only one. I had one friend who was Arab, and then the rest were white. Um, white Quebecer? White Quebecer and mostly men. And then in my work, we have a very diverse team. I'm I'm the only one that's black, but we have like one Indian, one Arab, one Asian, and then one white. Mm. So it's diverse. But um, yeah, it's difficult to be black in tech, but it's the biggest harm we get is through the algorithms mm. because there's bias. So the teams that build the algorithm, okay, so when you build an algorithm, you need a training set, okay? Mm. Um, And that training set is like data where you're going to test the algorithm with or Mm -hmm. train the algorithm with. That data, if you have an all-white team, there's going to be some bias. For example, when I use sentiment analysis, like to see if a tweet is positive or negative or neutral, I have a lot of problems because the algorithm is trained on... White, white people, right? White people. <laughs> so when you come in and someone says, this is my shit, it's positive, but it's not it's in not the, the majority. algorithm. Yeah. The algorithm doesn't recognize Exactly, it. because there's bias. Same thing with uh, wow. facial recognition. Oh, yeah, that nonsense that they want to do. Right. You know, what about lot, it? I mean, sometimes the algorithms are not trained with black people or people with darker color, so you won't be recognized. Like, I remember when the... I think it was all the Kinect, the kind of, yeah, it was Kinect. like a Wii. At the first ones, you they couldn't see black people when they were moving because the algorithm wasn't trained properly. Okay. So that's where I think there's the most harm. But uh, 
all of that will will change when there's more black people in those rooms. Mm-hmm. And the other issue is that, first of all, there's like, you need to have a computer to do all of that stuff. We know that it's difficult to get a computer when you're younger. So um, especially in our communities. Where, so there's that part. There's the math thing. Like, you know, like yeah. education is very important. Like all of the people that I see are have masters or PhDs. So it's difficult. So there's all a lot of things like that that make it racist hmm. okay yeah i see what you mean wow mm-hmm. so so that's basically the importance of having black black, black people in tech yeah. it's basically like within the algorithm there's kind of like microaggressions because yeah. they don't really recognize you or because of the people that are the creating people, the, yeah, right. the people they're creating not, the algorithms not are making about them. you basically exactly, exactly. right and usually the algorithms are created in academic spaces so it's professors and then they'll license the technology to to, um, companies or it's going to be open source so the issue with that is that even the academic space is like i haven't had one black professor in my whole really? bachelor's and and also something to note in Mon- montreal is the epicenter of artificial intelligence yes it is and all of these algorithms so we should have the best of the best and the best of the best we we don't have black people in that. We'll have Asians. I've seen Arabs also. Indian. But Indian, but mm. black people, no. Why is that, you think? Like you said, you th- do you think it has to do with, like, quote-unquote, systemic racism? I or? think because, like, even me, like I said, like I was like, I'm going to go in marketing. Like, what would I do in that bachelor's? It took me a whole trip to Singapore to realize it. And also right. that trip, it's not everybody that can wake up Afford and go it. to right. Singapore for four months, you know? So it's it's a lot of things that, come into play and a lot of black people don't really stay in school that long depending on what also, you're studying they, they, we, well, we, we, we we usually focus on the tangible work the bigger the bigger fields the bigger mm-hmm. field the well-known fields right. so it's not the same thing where she's going into tech it's not really even explaining it to let's say my father or my parents they'd be like no for you because they're a little bit older so they wouldn't necessarily I mean, my parents understand. didn't understand too they i was telling them i'm going to do business intelligence my dad was like what is that come, i don't know but then it started coming he started seeing it like in his work or whatever he was like okay i start understanding he's like oh okay you're building something that's in the future basically right and he was like okay je comprends. but he at first my mom also she was like data like what is that Algorithm. But you did the marketing. But you, you talk about your parents. Your parents are in what field again? Pharmacists. Right. So they're in the pharmaceutical. So yeah. your work does have ties in. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, them, yeah. So. But they just understand the technology. Yeah, 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 but that's. It's just a big. But in the end, if it's if it's something that you know they can see. <clears throat> You know. I mean, I can explain it to them, meaning that I can very, it's easy for me to show an example in yeah. pharma and to say how the technology is going to impact it. Yeah. And they'll understand. They'll be like, oh my God, that's so cool. But if I talk, my dad, sometimes I put, so we're doing classes on Zoom. So sometimes I'm in my, um, in like the kitchen and I put the Zoom on speaker and he hears it and it's like, Shh, I don't understand you anything. Don't understand. Right. Because it's, like, it's my not, teacher's uh, like, la méthode de vraisemblance de tel thing, de tel, tel affaire, and whatever. And he's just like, whoa. It's not tangible. He won't see it. Yeah, it's like, that's crazy. <laughs> he hmm. won't see it. So, yeah. That's interesting. Again. Uh, I, I, I missed uh, uh, a slight part. Are you, are you, uh, do you plan on taking the vaccine? Yeah, I'm going to take it. And what is the motivation behind it? I want to go back to Senegal. Yeah. And I'll need the vaccine. To my get father did there. the same thing. He took the vaccine. He took it? Yeah, he did. He did. I didn't know that. Second dose in June. Okay. He wants to go back to Haiti. Mm. Okay. 
So you have no, because now they're probably going to implement the, uh, the vac- vaccine yeah. passport. Just like the yellow fever, you have to have. I mean, when I go back to the, so back to, to you have always to get the shot. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, and I have to get the. You have to get new shots every like seven years or something. Are you? Are you? Do you really have to? Do I really have to? Uh, Not for the COVID. Like I understand that. I understand for that the perspective. Yellow, first of all, both of my parents are pharmacists, so any vaccine that comes out, we're we're gonna. I've been vaccinated every single thing. Oh, so you believe it? Okay, <laughs> every I got single you, thing. Got like you, when I was true. going to Singapore, she was like, "Do you want lancephalia japonaise?" Yes, I do. My mom was like, "Yes, she's gonna take it." Every single vaccine I've had. Um, so yes, I'm gonna take the vaccine. The COVID one, I'm just scared because it was so quick. Hmm. And usually vaccines take like two years, hmm. um, but I'm. So what do you think it. about that? Actually, what do you par- what do you do? Your parents think about that? Um, I mean, they looked at the um, the reports from Health Canada. And they say that everything's fine. Because it's important. So, I just want to mention. I just want to preface this before you continue that it's important for people to because a lot there's a lot of misinformation regarding yes. vaccines and a lot of people are questioning it because naturally, like um, you know, like you said, it's a little bit a little bit like the the tech field, right? The, mm-hmm. the fact that it's mostly white folks creating uh, vaccines. Mm-hmm. There, there might be a fear of maybe population control. There's that conversation. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, you know, systemic racism exists. We mm-hmm. were fearful of stuff especially like that. Especially in healthcare. So especially, you're right. So yeah. it's important for maybe our community to, to know this information. And given that both of your parents are a pharmacist, yeah. it's important that... I mean, so I don't know Sorry. the details of it, but right. they said that everything was fine based on Health Canada's approval of it. Um, I know there's differences between... Uh, Pfizer and Moderna. Yes, I do not. There's also AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca coming up. I don't know specifically, but it should be safe just because it's like, it's like a cold vaccine. You know, it's not like. It's like the flu, the influenza. Exactly. So it's not. I'm not scared of it. I'm gonna take it. Uh, I haven't seen anybody near me that was very affected by it. My grandma has it in Senegal. Senegal. So I think that it should be okay, but at the same time, like I'm not an expert. <laughs> you would have to no, get for sure, for sure, yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So it's come here, but from what they said, everything was fine. So I'm just waiting to get vaccinated so that I can go either this summer in December back home. Hmm. Yeah. Because I think, well, because right now they're doing by age groups. Yes. So I think for any, I mean, for our age group, I think will be end of the year. End of the year. I think it's gonna be quicker. Maybe. But could, yeah. be, could, could be. I mean, right now, I think they, they, were, they were the 70 and up. Mm-hmm. Now they're going 65. Yeah, I right think now. it's So I think it's, it's probably going to come a lot sooner, especially mm-hmm. with summer around the corner. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they want the people out there. No, exactly. And for the economy. Now it's the economy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so. it's important. So no, they, they need people come. out there, especially yeah. a place like Montreal. Like, no, yeah. you, you got to have people outside. I'm confident that by July I'll have it. Uh yeah, I'm confident, but we'll see. Maybe September. Oh, no. There's no, there's no way they can have us inside during summer. I mean, last summer we weren't inside, so we yeah, right. Yeah, we it's going to be either last summer or better. So right. But what they're going to do now is that they're just going to be like, you know what I'm saying? Look, we tried pretty much everything, you know. So we're going to vaccinate the 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 elderly, and in the summer we'll mm-hmm. let the young people mingle and see how it is, and. Mm-hmm. As is, and I'm not see, scared and see of the vaccine. I'm not, I'm not scared of the I vaccine. I just want to wait, maybe to see how how it the, goes. Uh, exactly, that's yeah. that's my only thing. The yeah, reaction exactly. to it, because yeah. yeah, right, like how people react to it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because naturally, like for other vaccines, they've been there for longer, so naturally, we know you kind of know what you're getting yourself mm-hmm. into. But it's it's just crazy how 
regular folks are just questioning science when we've trusted science for so long. And it's long. also that, like, for a whole year, like, you know, I was talking about it's quick, mm-hmm. but for a whole year, every single was scientist focusing was on focused that. on that. Right. That has never happened before. Before, so you people know, forget that also. It was like, also. this team is working on tetanus, or this team is working on H1N1. Now it's everybody's working on that, so for sure we're going to have results quicker, you know? So there's that too. But the thing is that I think a lot of people misunderstand is that We've been here for what over what three four thousand years, and yeah. we've evolved. You know, yeah. we're, not everybody's going to get through it, and we've had diseases and and plagues, and humans do evolve. So mm-hmm. right now is just another one. Unfortunately, it's just now with social media and the algorithm, it's being pumped. We're we're, yeah, we're seeing so. the stats. No, there's a the, bunch of misinformation. We're seeing the stats like it's a like it's a scoreboard. You'd be like, yo, I mean, what's going on? I mean, mm-hmm. are we? But you've go? seen the, the the conspiracy theories. Yeah, oh, surrounding yeah, COVID. I mean, yeah, right. Oh, population control, control. trying to control us. This and that. They're going like, to put fam, the chip like, in your there, body. There's right. other ways to like do population control. Yeah, no, because uh, I know Bill Gates spoke about it maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of years prior. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying, oh, maybe he's involved. I mean, all having of that. a pandemic. He is involved. That's well, meaning, something that happens. But because I spoke to my dad like uh, maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying how you know now that he's because he's he doesn't work for IBM anymore. I don't oh think, no, I don't think uh, he's no Microsoft. Re- uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. Sorry, I don't think he owns Microsoft anymore. So you know, having don't quote me on that. So I'm not sure. That's probably information <laughs> you could Google. But he focused more his attention now on like global pandem- pandemics right. and mm-hmm. way um, with his foundation. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's why he was kind of on top of the situation that we're going through right now. I think a pandemic was inevitable. State, I know it's not in Quebec, maybe not, but usually countries and provinces and states have plans for pandemics. Right, but we and he knew he noticed that we weren't prepared for that. Exactly, hence why he had a whole TED talk about so it. So that's a different thing, and I'm not defending Bill Gates because no, no, he's no. a piece of shit. Also, but <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> that the pan- talking about a pandemic three years before pandemic is not crazy no 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 of course you not. know it's not a conspiracy theory right. it's just okay he has a lot of money he has his foundation he's done bad stuff in africa with his foundation whatever but i think it's two different things but you see like go again like we talk about algorithms now yeah. people because we're in the, in the house longer you mm-hmm. you're on the internet you don't know what to do a lot of people are you know coping in different ways mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a friend like he's really into like conspiracy theories um, yeah no no 100 yeah. percent. me and too fact, i have a friend and i like think that, the fact yeah. that listen i don't judge people who smoke weed mm-hmm. but definitely when you're on the weed like your mind goes places <laughs> that reg- um, just without smoking your mind necessarily would go so maybe if you're on the internet and you're high sometimes it's like you, your perception is different you know what i mean yeah, you get but caught also, in that rabbit hole what happens is that the algorithm it wants to keep you on the of app course. so they're gonna that show too. you a things, bunch of different things they're gonna show you things that keep you on the app so if they see that you're looking for conspiracy theories well, it's gonna come naturally up in your feed. and don't forget like so, and people forget also once you have something in your mind and you and you go looking for something you're always gonna your perception of it is always gonna seem like it's the truth to you exactly right so and like you said earlier data could be analyzed from two different ways exactly so if in your mind you're already that's looking that's one for way they're using your data right Right. So if the, in your mind, you're already thinking a specific way. And don't forget, the algorithm knows you better than you know yourself. That's Thank right. you. That's so right. naturally, if you're already thinking that there's a conspiracy theory, they're going to keep pumping pumping that to you so yeah. that you could stay on the app. But people don't view it that way. No, right? It's like uh, the elections. I remember uh, with Freddie, we, ha- we were talking 
the day before the elections and he was like which oh, elections uh, biden just, and, right, right, um, right. Trump? Uh, trump yeah and he was like yeah biden's winning in a landslide like blah 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 i'm like that's that, freddie yeah i was like that's what your twitter's showing you <laughs> pretty much that's liking, your algorithm that's right. your algorithm <laughs> but a trump supporter will see that trump, trump is, is winning in a landslide. exactly so you just have to every t- and that's a trick that I use. I follow people that I do on my burner that I do not like. <laughs> on my like burner, Trump, I'll follow Candi- the, the Candace, Candace girl. Owens, Candace, yeah. Par- Candace Owens. Yeah, I will oh, follow just Lord. so that my feed is balanced. You okay. know, but that's and, it. and they spoke about that on the social dilemma. Yeah, that yeah, they said like just so you could see what they're thinking the on other the side, other side. Right. You know, it helps with your critical thinking skills also but Candace Parker uh, Candace Parker Candace Owens is, no she's crazy she's she's, yeah, she's a complete sellout like I don't wanna let's <laughs> yeah, call no. a spade a spade like she's she's just chucking and driving for yeah. a check did you see uh, Stacey Dash when she you get back in, uh, she apologized yeah. black she people's good graces Anyways. she apologized I went insane for a little bit but I'm sorry guys <laughs> I went insane <laughs> no no listen that's basically was, what she's saying like yo yeah, I was she was a <laughs> Fox contributor naturally yeah you know for a check but then check, she realized yeah. that you know Mm-hmm. But is it? Do we care? I don't. I didn't personally. I looked yeah, into it like, a little it's bit. It's like if Omarosa comes tomorrow and says, "Sorry, I'm like, okay." Who? Amarosa. Omar- Amarosa. Omar. Whatever. Omarosa. Who is that? She's. She used to be on the Apprentice TV personality, and she worked oh, no, in the Trump. Uh, she worked in the Trump administration. Then got fired, yeah. then uh-huh. went back after Trump. Whatever. Anyways, it's just like if you say sorry, it's like okay. <sighs> the power of algorithms. I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. Yeah. The rabbit hole is for real. No, it's a real it's thing. It's a real rabbit hole. It's it's a real thing. So mm-hmm. that's why, to me, like, I don't pay, again, like, I I don't accept everything as truth anymore. Yeah, me neither. Especially if it comes on social media. So that's why I'm like, okay, is this source real? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just to grab my attention? Mm-hmm. So you question it, you know? But you work in all of that. That's but it's good to have, and it's good to to that you you work in that in that space. Because then, even if you just want to list list, uh, you know, advertise not advertise, but how could you say that? Like, just get people in that field. Yeah. You know, like by talking about it and making people aware that there's careers in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there, we could see more black techs oh, no, in the future. I know it's hundred percent. I've had like three black girls that reached out to me to like ask me about what I did. Like, do you need math to do this? Like, how did you learn to code? Blah blah. And it's like super cool. No, that's what's up. We I'm need like, that because yes. I keep I keep on seeing a lot of you know ads on Facebook <laughs> about black coding and things like that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's real or not, but I'm just saying that there. Are, I do know a couple of kids who who want to get into coding and things mm-hmm. like that you know obviously it's i told them it's a lot of school so you got to I mean, stay focused as well it's a lot of school but it's also one of the career paths especially coding like uh, software development and all that stuff you could learn without school on yourself yes yes and it's oh really still valued by a company a lot okay. of developers they don't go to school right they just build projects at home they're like 15 building like roblox games or whatever trying to recreate roblox. a game Yo, <laughs> that, that game that thing. game you'd be surprised you'd be surprised there's a lot of stock for roblox uh, yes there is Ooh. i see a lot of people tweeting like i'm gonna get my niece a roblox stock. roblox that game is for real that i'm like buy it she's oh, gonna man. be rich by the time she's 18 but that a lot of people real. especially in africa that's what i see like I talk, uh, sometimes my dad puts me in contact with like students that are coming to Canada for university. And every time I talk to him, there's one guy, he was like, yeah, I know how to code in this language, this language, this language. Like I've built systems for like stores in Africa. I'm like, you're more qualified than a lot of people here at your age, at like 17. Oh Lord. You know? (laughs) So it's just like. That's pretty crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) So you could learn 
you could learn, you could start today. You, you could show your kids at seven, like some games, there's some iPad games. And so that they just understand how it works. Because in the future, I think it's going to be like a non-negotiable to at least understand coding data structures, databases and stuff like that. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. I like that. Are you still there? <laughs> For real. We could talk about light subject. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, what is going on today? Actually, let's see. Let's go to the see. Grammys. The Grammys. Yeah. Grammys. Do we care for the Grammys? Not really. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. You like watching the Grammys? I mean, I'm going to watch it and see what's being said on Twitter. I'm going to see if I can do some kind of... I just of... saw Nas uh, won uh, rap album of the year. Rightfully so. What? What's up? Rightfully so. I and thought course, Freddie would get it. Freddie Gibbs. I did. I. I well, I, he's really been pushing for, for 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 him to win. But you know what? I'm just gonna because this is Nas's first win, so I have exactly. to applaud that. Exactly. I have to applaud Nas. This is his first ever Grammy win. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. For uh, King's Disease, so that's dope. Uh, I think. Yeah. So um. So yeah, that's great. Uh, Dirt work one for his yeah. uh, contribution Shout out to, to uh, um, Jesus is King. Uh, Catronado won in two uh, two categories. Yeah, yeah two categories. Mm-hmm. We're happy. We're, 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 this is happening in real time, folks. So you yeah. know, don't don't quote us for anything. But right now, Montreal. You know what I mean? We, Montreal's getting in right now. Stand up. You know what I mean? Shout out! Shout out to everyone. Well, you know what? Let me get another round of applause going because <laughs> this is this is very important. <laughs> very important. Very important. Um, let's see. Actually, I'm glad Jay Electronica didn't win. I can tell you that much. <laughs> no, he wasn't going to win. That's for sure. Why is that important? <laughs> he wasn't going to win. That's for sure. Uh, oh, my God. Did you watch Coming to America too? No. Why? Guys, I don't have ta- that much time. I go that is to work. True. I that do the true. study. I have a, I go to my master's. <laughs> I have the study, the business. I have two sisters. I have parents. Like so what do you watch? Um, right now, I'm watching New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam on Netflix? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Last Chance You. Basketball? basketball? Yeah. It came out recently. Uh, I like Last Chance You. I watched uh, the football, uh, yeah. but uh, and I, I didn't watch the basketball one yet. I was, I, I was, I was trying done. to keep in contact with Rama for, like, for the past week and a half. Yeah, it was impossible. Yeah, I mean. Hey, she's busy. Busy. <laughs> Booked and busy. Booked and busy, period. Booked and busy. Yeah, but last chance he was so good. Oh my god, I'm go. I'm watching indie again because it's just such a good show. Hmm. Yeah, I just love that show. What is um because you you deal a lot with art and music, like we we mm-hmm. talked about it early. What are some of your favorite artists right now? Well, so I listen to French rap more From than France? yes, more than English rap. So I really like Gazo right now. I listen to Frise Corleone. I listen to Trace Block. Uh, I listen to SCH. Um, I listen to El Grande Toto. He's an Arabic uh, rapper. I listen to Italian rap, Sferaz Bata. I listen to all of those people. Make Italian drill? Yeah, I oh like Lord. Italian drill. <laughs> Why? No, you like it? You like that? You understand Italian? or is I it? don't. Under, I feel like I understand it in a way. Like, I understand the energy, but I understand Italian. You but it's this? close to, Fran- to French, huh? Yeah. No, and it is Latin. Naturally, right. it's a Latin yeah. language. So. so you still understand some bits and pieces, but I listen to a lot of Italian rap, uh, French rap, French rap, number one. Um, and then I listen to... Yeah, I think right now it's really French rap, like Booba, Gazo, Frisco, Leon, Trisbrook. You listen to hip hop here? 
from Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to Young Mike. Young Mike, yeah. I love Young Mike. I listen to... So Freddie put me on Pretty City. Pretty City, okay. Because I said Young Mike was the best rapper in Montreal, and apparently he wasn't. According to Freddie. But I mean, I mean, that's for you. That's your yeah, taste. Right, that's right. Fine. So that's a hot take. Mm-hmm. A very hot take. Best English, like it was English. It's just yeah. I saw a video and I was like, he's the best one. But I'm very dramatic like that. Um, and then I listened to. I want to say Rosalvo, but I listened to like two or three songs. So I'm not really a Rosalvo fan, per right. se. You didn't listen to his last project? I did listen to his last project, but I haven't like circled back to it. And then... That's usually an indicator that your initial response wasn't that great, maybe? No, it was good. It's just I think there was so much... There was a lot of other projects that dropped in the same time. So... And I like I just listened to what I want to listen to, like... I don't sit down and I'm like, I'm going to listen to Rosalvo. I'm just like, I'm going to play this song. And I listen to songs over and over again. Like, I'll listen to the same song during a day. Mm. So That, that <laughs> happened to me yesterday. That's yeah. fine. We all do that. Which song? Hmm? Which song? Um, This song from this dude. His name is, I think it's Kalan or Kalan. Listen to it all no, day. But the na- no, yeah. but the name. I'm <laughs> I don't remember the name. No, no, no. It's not, it's not that I don't remember the yeah. name. I just don't know how to say it. It's like Kalen dot F R F R some. Oh, I think I it's like Kalen for real for real. Some. It's from L A. Okay. And like I found them on uh, title. Montreal is the new L A. Is it? Montreal <laughs> is the new L A. No, it's a not. A lot of people what? say that. No, it's not, not true. A lot of people, they say people say are not that. moving here just to pop in the music industry a lot at of all, or even. Say that. But why? Why? Why are people saying that though? Because they think Montreal is like L A. But they've never been to L A. Clearly. <laughs> What kind of response is that? that It's like LA based on what? I've had the argument with some people. This was on Clubhouse, right? Yes. Hilarious. And then after, and then after. Who said that? I don't remember the guys, but then the guys would just say, Cat fam stats sick. About you? About you. Because I was saying, like, listen, we don't have the the amount the population to make it happen why do haitians do that kid from bagay come like why why do we say that like, what is that? why is it automatically haitian <laughs> right because kid come cotzi like for example no, from, from serious for example no, but some uh, some african guys say kid from they were really sick. no yes. meaning yeah. oh my lord i mean that the slang in montreal is is haitian yeah, yeah it's pretty it's pretty yeah so, yeah wesh Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I heard a white dude talk like that. Yeah, yeah, white people do. La femme. Dire quête la femme chose. Oui. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that. That's too. like nails on the chalkboard. Like mm-hmm. Nails. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> really? You're, 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 you don't you don't deal in that realm, so you're no. not going to hear that. But yeah. No, I've I've heard them. I've heard them. I've heard them. Well, yeah. Kids, you know, start talking like that. It'd be like they do. Like at Jesus. my school, they do talk like that. No, no, I know, I know, I know. I've it's, I've heard them. I've heard them. It's crazy. Creole Creole is like the basis of slang here. So yeah. yes, it is. When you we hear Yoji, of... when you hear Yoji, you turn around. I'm like, who said that? Then you yeah. see some kid named Guillaume. You'd be like, God, yeah. some <laughs> kid named Guillaume. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot, of, a bit of Arabic too. I feel it's a little in bit, a, a bit, little bit, yeah. but uh, it's Slightly. mostly, mostly Asian, Yeah, yeah. Oh, can't man. deny us out here. Yep. Hey, right, man, influence. That's what it is. I did have something in terms of, of uh, music. No, it was because he said influence, and I had something for influence, but I'm 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 forgetting what I had. Influence. Um, uh, numbers um, influence the culture. Well, she pretty much broke it down. Yeah, she broke it down. She broke yeah. it down. Um, I think we're heading towards the end. Uh, what's the what's the timestamp? Uh, Mike, one forty five. One forty five. That's decent. 
Well, that's decent. We good. Um, but a lot of people bl- uh, won for uh, uh, a lot of black people won. Of course. Grammys. Of course. I mean, sit down this side. Yeah, but then you know, there's nominations that you know, like people are having a conversation about. For example, uh, Megan winning before Nikki. People are kind before of Nikki. Yeah, but before because you have to understand, Nikki's never the- won a Grammy. But in the back end, oh. they're doing a lot of work right now. Like, they're changing their voting committee so they that are. it's more representative. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when it was Nikki's time, it was all white people that right. listened to, like, right. Bon and, like, Taylor Swift. Bon and, like, you know. Bon <laughs> Ten years ago, things were a lot different for, the, so, for the board. I think. I know, but we even not. spoke on it here. No, but, I mean, for them, it's more so still kind of egregious because yeah. Nikki's been at the forefront of female rap for a minute. So, for them. She's for, never won a Grammy? I, but from what from what I'm understanding, I don't think she's won a Grammy. I don't think she's won a Grammy. Even by taking the pop route like that, that's because Cardi won and people were mad too. Remember? Yes. Well, I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to shout out um, Kodak Black. Yes, that's what okay. I wanted. Who I love Kodak. That's one because he's rap like he people. I don't think people understand his influence yeah. on just rap today. And that's a Haitian man, so I'm, okay. I'm really proud. How so? Because you look at. Uh, Bodak Yellow that went, went diamond. Uh, diamond. Yeah, that's pretty much Kodak going diamond. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, he's I'm in glad there for that. He's no, because he's a writer. He's credited credited as a writer on that song. Yeah. Right, and she also followed the the kind of the blueprint of Lo Flo- No Flocking that mm-hmm. came out in 2014. So I just wanted to shout him out because a lot of people are sleeping on his inf- on on his influence on hip hop today. Okay, and it's very interesting to look at a guy like Kodak from fucking Florida. <laughs> being such of an influence in rap. So I'm glad for that. That is one song, but I don't see how don't, yeah, such, a, such an influence, though. What you mean? I do. Meaning the type of music, like just the culture as a whole, I think. Well, for me, it's a testament to the South. I've said it before. I think the South is the is running hip-hop right now. That's to me. But it's I, been running. It, 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 I mean, maybe it, not as much as in the 90s. It was always present. No, not 90s, in the early 2000s. In the early 2000s, it was there. But now, more than ever, you look at the artists that are dominating, they're pretty much all from the South. Outside of maybe, or they're South-influenced. Whether it's Drake or, uh, you know, even like, I Uzi think Vert. Cole is from the South. Because uh, he's from Car- South Car- North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, but, his, like, but his style is not. It's, it's not, not South, that, but yeah. he's still kind of from the South. You know what I mean? So... You know, so his style is not from there, but the music that we listen to today is Sorry. mostly influenced by the South. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. Shout out to Because it's still a win. Uh, and it's not to take away from Cardi, by the way. Because uh, there was a conversation, uh, I think it was this week, like Jada was on uh, talking to someone, I forget. I think it was Fat Joe. Who? Jada who? Jada, Jada Kiss? Kiss. Okay. Wasn't he talking to Fat Man Scoop? <laughs> was it Fat Man Scoop? Fat Man Scoop. Or no, was it? He said Jada. Jada Kiss. I really thought it was Jada. Jada Pinkett. Sorry, yeah. no, Jada Kiss. No, and, uh, I think he was talking to Fat Man Scoop. Is it Fat Man Scoop? Fat Man Scoop. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Fat and he was talking about how, you know, like, uh, basically, if you don't write uh, your own your own things, then you're, you can't be considered one of the greatest, et cetera, et cetera. There was that conversation. So I'm giving credit to Kodak because he was credited, but it, shout out to Cardi also because, you know, that's He's credited as a writer, but he didn't write but nothing. But Cardi? Who? He didn't write nothing. Who? Kodak. What you mean? He didn't write the song. He's credited as a writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, because the no, because there's an interpolation of his flow in the song. So yeah. they credited him as a writer. Oh, that's but, why. But he's oh, okay. not. But he didn't write the, the person song. that wrote the but song. He, is the party. Partisan is Fontaine there. wrote the record. Right, but he's still. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, the influence is still there. Shout out to Cardi. Like, <laughs> no, shout out, no, but again, it's not to take away. But because the thing is, there was a conversation back then. Hip hop was based on your pen. So that's not the case anymore nowadays. So you got to be. I give I give credit where credit is due still, 
but she's also she deserves credit. Yeah, but also it also, it, oh, I mean, the talk about the pen that's for people that that are misinformed. A lot of a lot of misinformed. Yes, they're misinformed. What, because, you, what about what? Because. R- Making music it has always been a collaborative effort. It's never been about one person writing well, all this shit. That's, well, listen, not true. that's not what hip hop was based on. So that's what I'm talking about. Hip hop was not based on collaborative effort. That's not what it was Set, at the time. S- says who? Says the guys that listen. Listen to the OGs talk. Jada Kiss was talking about that like a couple, like literally like two days ago. Yeah. So that's what it's but he, built but on. He was a if we talk about music, that's a different conversation. I'm not talking about music. I'm talking no. about hip hop. Do you know what they're talking about? The fact that what they're talking about because of hip hop is because since the music is so real, quote unquote, if you're not really speaking Living your, your, your story, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be talking about it. But yeah. Even back in the days in the eighties, like Big Daddy Kane wrote for Biz Marquis. A lot of people don't know. No, that. but a lot but, of people at the time wrote for other people. That's not the problem. Go, hence why we used to talk about ghostwriters. Right. Right. But when they talk about, let's say, like overall, you're talking about the rapper lists. Right. Yeah, well, that's what you're talking about. But what those lists, lists. Well, the lists. Not to be considered the ghost. Yeah, but whatever. really, yeah, you know I mean, I that's. Mean, but I mean, listen. No one I cares give credit about that. Every, shit. every, like, I could just give credit words to you, man. Anybody that wrote on fucking. Uh, quote, uh, Bodak, Bodak Yellow, Yellow deserves credit along with Cardi. That's all. That's true. But she should get it first, actually. Because she performed the everybody song. She made it poppin'. She made it poppin'. What, everybody deserves credit. Yeah. yeah but, but without her, yeah, but Yeah, but you're, you're, you're almost yeah. taking away the credit. No, you're just saying, oh, yeah, everybody without deserves credit. Like her. you said, it's a collaborative effort. Nah. So everybody who worked on the record But without deserves... her, the song ain't poppin'. But of course not. You need a face. She's the reason why it's... I gave her credit. Okay. All right. I gave her credit. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> no, Rama, you don't agree? I mean, you. so what I'm understanding is you're giving everyone equal credit. I mean, no, everybody deserves credit. Now, if you want to give a fair share of credit to Cardi, do that. Okay. I'm saying everybody deserves credit. Because numbers are important. Everyone deserves credit. Everyone deserves credit. She deserves credit. No, but it's true. No, it was like I didn't a- say she didn't deserve credit. <laughs> guys, focus. Yeah. <laughs> Say, what's a fair number, Rama, in your, in your estimation? No, I'm All just right. saying, it's not, <laughs> we're not going to do that. I'm joking. Come on, relax, guys. I'm joking. That's funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. All right. The numbers. The numbers. Um, we're about to get to our segment. Well, actually, this is, this is the first time that I'm announcing it. The Fix is the part of the show where everyone gets to play a song. You know, because I'd like to say that we... A song or was it like just sharing something that's dope? Yeah. Sharing something that's dope, but you know, for the past few weeks it's been music, so I'm sticking with music. Unless you have something that you want to share outside of music, that's different. Well, we kind of did naturally because your platform Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram. I don't know if you wanted to maybe shed light on that, just to let the people know where they could follow you, stuff like that. It's the study underscore co on Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Um, And yeah, just you can follow and look at uh, what I'm talking about and just DM me if you have questions about the techniques I'm using or uh, yeah that's it I think that's my uh, that's my fix for the week the study the oh, study thank you yeah, just put highlight on that that's what's up we did a whole episode highlighting this <laughs> no they didn't know where they could follow her though that's true yes they do so you don't have a song for, for, for us this week? I could. I do, I could, I do have a song. Okay. You're supposed to, Alex. I do have a song. Okay. So, 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 so what's going to be the song, Alex? Well, actually, you know what? For this week, we have a guest. So I'm going to yeah. let her start. Okay, so... You had like four options. So. Yeah, I was thinking because I was listening to Gasso's new album and also Booba's new album. Yes. 
So I'm going to go with Gazo because he's a newcomer. He's very good. And the song I chose is very emotional and melancholic. I don't know that word in English. Melancholy. Exactly. So it's called Urfo. Mm-hmm. And it's from his um, new album. Uh, what's the name of the album again? Just so I'm not. It's. I think it's Drelefer. Yes. Two. Is it two? Maybe. Or is that a song? I think that's a song because he has songs that are called Drelefer. Yes. But I think the album is Drelefer because it's his first. It's his, It's actually a mixtape, not an album, and it's his first. I think project. Because he's only been out for like a year or two, right? Yeah, like 2019. Yeah. All right, so we're about to get right here. Let me get the Dilla horn right quick. This is Gazo Urfon. That was Gazo Urfon. Brand new. Y'all check that out on your on your DSPs. Let me get let me get a little Dilla horn on that. Alex, what is your pick for this week? Um for this week I have Don't Forget by Blast and Drake Yo the Ruler. Oh you pigging you to sleep when I told you that Drake came out Friday. Year. Well now look he's not only next to the doing the music. So. Blast is the one that you and the Russ. That's all right. You like Russ? Don't 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 so confident. I wish I could do that one day. Well. When you have white privilege on your side it helps. Crazy. I'm joking. You should know. New Givenchy slides when I step, but I can't slip with this water on my neck. <laughs> Bitch, we made them guys, but you slept. Ay, I forgive, but I don't forget. Yeah, I don't forget. 
know they watching, I'ma make them up sick Cause I don't forget I'm still him and I ain't stopped yet Ayy, the underdog's up now Shane like the air when y'all fuck now I done seen them all switch, it's enough now Skating on thin ice with my trust now Came from buses to buckets to bust down We are not the same, I was mudbound Wait, I wonder how the hate come my love now I can't relate, I'm as humble as they come now I done took off and I ain't land yet Double my bandwidth, triple my net worth They ain't half of the plan yet Yeah, I'm a vibe for real, she understand that Can't name a soul in her circle, that ain't a fan yet But I cannot forget Dark times made me, we got more lit Life so crazy, you can't force it The day that I quit, the day that I forfeit That just wouldn't make sense Who's your 50 slides? I'm a step, but I can't slip with this water on my neck Bitch, we be them guys, but you slept, eh I forgive, but I don't forget Yeah, I don't forget I know they watching, I'ma make them upset Cause I don't forget I'm still here, and I ain't stopped yet all right, all right, all right. That sounded pretty good. That's Blast. a great song. Blast, Don't Forget, featuring Drake Yo, The Ruler, Thank out you. now. Thank you for saying that. Great pick. <laughs> Thank you. Because nobody's going to give me my flowers on this podcast. So That's not true. You. I'm joking. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop. You finally get to show off what you listen to, Alex. Uh, Slay, your pick. Well, I got, I got uh, one TV show uh, that came out um, Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, called Je Voulais Comme My Fasse. Yes, um, it's a eight uh, eight episode series, um, Montreal based. Obviously, they're talking about you know like um, kids, uh, how they see parents going through it as far as you know um, social injustice, uh, poverty, uh, crime, and all that good stuff that you know we live in the city that we see that we may not pay attention to. It's very well done. I liked it. Plus, uh, a friend of mine, his son is playing. He's one of the main roles, main characters on on the show, and it's a very good show. Y'all should go check it out. It's on EC Two TV, which is, I believe, a, a subsidiary of Radio Canada. So go check it out, man. For uh, what's it called? Je voulais qu'on me fasse. Go check that out. As far as music, um, I didn't really listen to new music this week, so I'll go with uh, one of my joints that I like from Tikazo called uh, Quand la rue parle. Ticazo, connaisseur normal de l'Est. Probably the hardest joint on that album, in my opinion. Oh, really? I like Do Large. Do Large, huh? Yeah. That's a good song. Don't 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 j'ai pas besoin d'outils énormes Donne moi un baby tuyé Il y est pas du sweet talk Un Glock, un 9 milli Regarde comment dans le vif Qui si c'est garanti qu'un survie de vie recroche Avant 18 aucun sourire relève les poches remplies de roches Quelques disciples ouvrons sous ta job Mais pour une belle oui pour te félicite Ça rajoute du charme Savoir que le gang peint est illicite J'ai pas abandonné mon push Je t'entraînerai là un coup Je me sais rapper Je les couche tous leur tous tous dans la face Tu veux qu'on teste ce que je t'emmène Y'a 12-12 dans la part Tu vois la sexy elle a un petit 12 
Page 12 dans son sac, ça rappe la merde, sont plus frités que des flout loops C'est ça embarque sur le mic, j'suis plus futé, plus fou que tout leur entourage Mon cap, c'est fou de douche, t'es dit trop gang que c'est faire du bad au rap Si je te trouve trop baveux, c'est garanti, j'te slap uh, La vie est real, le son est hard comme un mur de pierre Quand la rue part, va dans un coin, porte ta muselière Ferme ta gueule et respecte l'histoire derrière le speed Votre musique, c'est des détails parce que le rap vient du street uh, La vie est real, le son est hard comme un mur de pierre Quand la rue part, va dans un coin, porte ta muselière Ferme ta gueule et respecte l'histoire derrière le speed Votre musique, c'est des détails parce que le rap vient du street uh, J'ai pas besoin de supplier qu'on respecte ma black life Slogan que je déteste Alright, connaisseur de Caso, no man de less out now. <laughs> really? Quand la rue parle, on all DSPs, Alex is eating chips. You know what I mean? Just, just. Huh? Yes, fool. <laughs> damn, that's nah, what I nah, said. No, 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 eat your chips, man. Eat your chips, eat your chips, man. It's cool. Eat your chips, man. Eat your chips, man. <laughs> You thought he muted the mics? This nigga is the this This dude. It's alright, man. It's alright, it's alright, it's alright. This guy. I bring the personality on the podcast. Yeah, I see that. He does, he does, he does. What about you, Mr. Coca? I will will play, I will play uh, this uh, song from Fred the Godson. R.I.P. to Fred the Godson. This came out back in February. It's called Ascension. That's the album. And this is the intro called Gracias. Shout out to all the Hispanic listeners. <laughs> Say it in Spanish. They got it like that. Speaking of appropriate matter, or get to see associates splattered. When you explosive, they supposed to get shattered. Bystanders, Instagram, and they posting your bladder. I'm on the phone with the clappers, eating cinnamon, raisin toast. I send a man raising toast. I got this young and out of blaze your coat. I got his loyalty other than me. It's all about who pays the most. That boy ride, I put him on to you. Was fair as wheels like a carnival. Strong nine put you in trauma, you. See your bloody clothes online like Carmelo. Ready to die, number five, this is your warning. Sending heat to your crib, it's not housewarming. Shoot the walls in, see we move with the pound. We warring, G, I catch you snooping around. Coopers and brown, car wash, watch our sun shoot. Can't lower the windows, gunners come out the sunroof. Braun power, James St. Patrick. Won't miss the finger up, James St. Patrick. Magician, I came to make the stacks flip. Watch me turn this cane to a hat trick. Use machine gun, I bought for a stack or two. To spend another 900 for the attachables. Just things you need to know if I'm attacking you. A lot of niggas I know I speak to on different avenues. Shots fly when we after you. If one of us have to die, I'd rather you. These backgrounds split you, my backgrounds official swing background and hit you. Gain 30 pounds to kiss you when you're coughing Suit black, the brown don't fit you Desert Eagle car flinch, that's when they clapping Looking like all wins in the play The production is crazy I will, mm. I will continue that, but y'all know what it is, man Fred the Godson, R.I.P. That was Gracias on Ascension Out now on all DSPs uh, Yeah, man, this, uh, this was The Fix So basically, you know, playing music, playing whatever it is 
you know, just plugging things that we like. Can I hear the drop? I didn't hear it properly. Uh, actually, uh, I have to rework it because it's not that great. Because <laughs> I have to rework the drop. There's two of them. Actually, you know what? This is what I'll do. Just play it. This is what I'll do. Which is, drop? The fix. Because I got, I got two oh. drops. But I have to rework it. Um, I took one from the Scarface intro on the fix. Um, and the other one was uh, Black Street. Black Street? Yes. The group? Yes. So y'all tell me. So there's this one right here, which is the Scarface. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the. That's the. This is right here. Fix. 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 It's a little more dramatic. I mean, but I gotta rework it's got it. Exception. Yeah, that's cool. And then there's this one. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> the fix. The fix. <laughs> On K103. <laughs> No, no, the first one is better. The first one is better. Uh, but it's uh, good, though. It's uh, good. Production value. I'm going like, I'm 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 to continue to work on Shadow it. Shadow Slay? <laughs> on Z103. <laughs> the fix, the fix. WDOTP. <laughs> With your hosts. So, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was the fix. By the way, you know, we play whatever, but uh, I'm also calling this, you know, somewhat of an invitation for artists. If, you know, you guys have artists that you would like for us to play on this segment of the podcast, yeah. you tag them. Make sure that, you know, we see, uh, we you know, just try and get some engagement and trying to get uh, people their fair shot, you know, because mm-hmm. this is this is a medium for them to get your, your music played and heard. Right. Um, I think that was all. I don't think there's much else to cover unless you we missed out on something. Maybe I, don't think I just so. thought of another song I would have wanted to play. Oh, what is it? It's Rocky Road by Planet Giza. Okay, we could use it as and an it's outro. Montreal, yeah, Montreal group. Yeah, uh, yeah, Planet Giza from Montreal. Yeah. Best song. That album. Know. That album is dope. It is dope. I mean, they've been dope. Yes. Added Sugar was do- everything they put out is just amazing. But yeah, Rocky Road is one that you guys should go and listen to. It's my favorite. That's what's up. And thank you for coming. Thank yes. you for having As me. As a matter so of fun. Wait, wait, the conversation wait, wait, wait. was very enlightening. I, I liked it. Let's get let's get some applause going. You know what I mean, the loud ones. The loud ones. Um, again, thank you very much for coming in and, and, and kicking it with us. Uh, make sure y'all follow the study. Yes. Um, and the yeah. study. Dot, the study. Dot study. Co. The study underscore, underscore co. 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 Sorry. If you underscore. type the study, you'll find it. Oh, yeah. sure. And you can, I mean, you use your personal uh, no. social media. So don't follow my personal account. There you go. Because <laughs> wow. it's my personal account. That's there it. you go. That's right. it. That's if it. Not coming, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here for your level. fuck shit. No, if it's you don't just know like, her. I only f- uh, allow people to, f- I know, not allow, but I only follow and allow people to follow me that know me. Because, like, I post my sisters, I post my family, I post, you know, so I so don't want private. anybody seeing what I'm doing. She's so setting boundaries. On, uh, That's what's up. Exactly. That's beautiful. Setting boundaries. Bravo. That's, That's it. He said bravo. Bravo. <laughs> but yes. for setting boundaries. <laughs> but yes, uh, so uh, thank you guys. First yes. Off, first and foremost. Yes, sir. Uh, God thank is you. great. Uh, well, yes. Merci à toi aussi. So yeah, uh, Wednesday, 6 a.m., the episode will be out. Y'all know what it is. It's on uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and um, I don't think there's much else. Thank you, Mike, Hella Diamonds, shout out to Britain. Um, and yes, with that said, I'm going to go back to this to this Swiss. Nah, go with the uh, Plan Giza. 
Oh, yeah, that's a better what? choice than yeah. Alicia Keys' husband. Alicia Keys' husband. <laughs> so, wait, so see, that's disrespectful. That's mad disrespectful. No, I love you, Swizz. You're the best. And shout out to the, uh, the Kodak lady. <laughs> the what? The Kodak lady. She knows who she is. Who's the Kodak lady? Just play the music, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> No. I'm sorry. Are we gonna hear all of that? Of course. Yes. Of course. That was everything's bad. recorded. <laughs> no editing. I'm sorry. That was just bad. But whatever. <laughs> yes. So I guess we'll end off with Rocky Road. Yes. Planet Giza. Why do I still feel empty around these hoes? Uh-huh. And my bitch loves buying purses, no micro cold. Uh-huh. To my pockets, she's a burden, more and more. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get high to ignore the lows, more and more. I bought in a dream they sold. No wonder I clean the poison. Uh-huh. And they say if you blink, it's so. Uh-huh. I live fast, I receive the show. Call up your friends, hop in the bands, huh? I put it in sport. Kept me safe when the problems rolled They asked me why I'm faked it, I drown the noise I'm swerving left and right, dodging a pothole The two look like ice cream, rocky road When I spend money, I lose control yeah. If I hit follies, I might go broke If I hit follies, I might go broke Why do I still feel empty? Hey, smoke jump out the Bentley Blues out their face out like they drink simply You got what it takes to mother girl's envy Ask about more ways, but please don't tempt me She on board and she gon' ride just like a 10 speed No I'm close to where the chips be Keep a pole around, niggas mixy Stashing it like we don't need no cash Keep your penis up out the streets, guarantee you see your bag Yeah hey. The moonlight kept me safe hey. Ask me why I'm faking, I drown the noise I'm swerving left and right, dodging a pothole The two look like ice cream, rocky road When I spend money, I lose control yeah. If I hit follies, I might go broke If I hit follies, I might go broke Why do I still feel empty? Four hundred, 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 four hundred